the fun. We're bringing the thunder. We are thunder. Flesh and blood down under. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> What's up, guys? Well, folks. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Pro Tour champ. UK national champ. Not anymore. You were? Yeah, just washed up now. Where did you come? Um, I conceded the last round, so I was like X3 or X4, and then I just scooped the last because I couldn't top eight and I played against someone that could. Yeah, yeah, fair. Which was a mistake because I lost 21 ELO. Yeah, I hate that shit. Yeah. I, I, we, I won. we talked off, but I hate people that concede for any reason. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> yeah, fair. But, I, but won, I lost, I won the penultimate round and I got 2.5 ELO. Yes. And then conceded the last, lost 21 ELO. If I'd won that round, I'd still be ranked one in ELO. I have, I have been justly punished for my crimes. You know, I'm ranked 20 in Australia on CC ELO. That's I've rough. only ever played Dory. Okay. I think that's fucking great. Okay. <laughs> it's it, look, John likes perspective, to, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. John likes to throw that brag out there, no, but Jim. when we get like the real flesh and blood players in the house, they're like, "Oh, that's not what that does great." What does it mean, John? real man? Who, who, <laughs> yeah. who in Australia came higher than me at Pro Tour again? Nobody. Really? Nobody. Very I came forty nice. second. Oh uh, yeah, I know you put yeah. in a good, a good. No one did. Good shift. And on Dory. Nice. Like, look. If I was playing in meta decks, I can do better. I switched to Prism for one pro quest yeah. and I I went like 5-3 or something, yeah. whatever it was. And Dory 0, whatever, 6 <laughs> in the pro. You know what I mean? I just don't yeah. switch decks. I prefer not to. Fair. Yeah. I'll play anything. Yeah, but but that's if you're going to win or you want to win, you have to switch, I believe. I think there's some people that are like... Because I'm waiting for my moment versus playing the best deck and practicing and you know what i mean like there's all these variables one that you can control which you should is changing decks to suit the meta i don't do that yeah yet. yeah and you do get like some benefit from being like a specialist um really having like like hundreds and hundreds of hours into a deck as opposed to like picking up a deck for a couple of weeks and then you know trying to hmm. you know be on the right deck but maybe not be the most experienced pilot yeah but then again i also believe that like like if i pick up a deck that i can just be as good as anyone else playing the deck that, that's important, that self-belief. You know, it's like, if I picked up Dory, I, I just know that I could be better than you, for sure. I, just, I, I, I don't it's like, doubt That it. may or may not be true, right? But it's, it's just, I, I believe that, you know? I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. But it, it's how you think, like you... you. That's a champion's well, mindset. Well, let's, well, you play League. You haven't invited me to your in-house game Well, it's, you're, on, you're on the Australian <laughs> server, you know? We don't want some some laggy noob bringing us down, you know? It's high-octane gameplay happening they, here. Because they like bet on it and stuff. Oh, like, we go I deep. very much want to play. So the reason I bring up League, League is a similar thing, like MOBAs in general, because there's so many heroes and archetypes and mm -hmm. builds. Um, all the best players, all the best, if you're going to be the best or, or professional at League, you can't be a one-trick. Now no. you can have your main, and you like, and your main you're at like a godly level, mm -hmm. but you can't just like shit gets banned, doesn't synergize with the rest of your team, doesn't synergize against the opponent. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you can't yeah. like, like you can't just go no, I just play this hero because sometimes you're a liability. One on one though, which is what Fab is, and where I was going with that point is you you learn. So the reason you would be fine at Dory is if you've played enough matches into Dory. And you know how to ask questions and pay attention to the game, not just look at your own hand the whole time. You already know how to play Dory because you've seen what Dory does. It's then just sitting on the opposite side of the table. Any good player should be very familiar with Dory. I mean, uh, honestly, not being a WTR boomer like uh, like you are, maybe, I'm not. <laughs> maybe not too familiar, you know. You're familiar enough, I mean, is, is like you, yeah. you, you don't need to read every Dory card if I played it against you. 
Probably not. I'd hope not. Man, at Pro Tour, that I, I made this comment. It was crazy how many people asked to read my cards. That was any like, like one in particular. How are you here? Glistening Steel Blade, the best card in the deck. Yeah. How are you? How do you not know what that does? They're like, oh, that's a new card. Can I read it? I'm like, you're at Pro Tour. Read it, and I already know I've won. It's, it's a good sign for sure. Because I had a Twinning Blade. So if they had to read it, they don't understand Twinning Blade into Glistening, Crack Refraction, Swing Again, you're dead, mate. Like, I'll get three counters this turn. You don't know what's coming. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's pretty gross. Yeah. How are you feeling about Worlds? Two days. Um, I don't feel like I've broken any formats, you know? And it's, it's kind of frustrating that we're here the week before Dynasty comes out. You know, it just feels like such a missed shot, you know, like a missed opportunity because, mm. man, I would love to have new cards like, you know, dropping this weekend mm. and it's just a frenzy for us to get the cards, <laughs> just chaos, just people desperately cracking dynasty boxes to try and find what they need and just trying to break the format with whatever new cards we got. You know, that would be... So you'd be all good, Matt, to, to actually have dynasty drop a week before Worlds? Oh, You're oh, that oh, confident man. that you could play with a new set and you'd be up for that? Well, it's... Because you're going to think... You're going to try and break it. You're we're gonna, all yeah. going to be in the same boat, you know? It's going to be crazy for everyone. It's even. But that's what I love. Like, you, Nick Butcher's the same. Shit, he would play with... He would have liked he Dynasty Drop one day before. Oh, yeah. It, it, the great players love that. The people that don't, I don't think have that champion mindset that really think that they have the confidence to the play champion heads mindset up. aside... Everyone's on the same footing. It'd be different if, like, Australia well, got it for a month early. Then you'd be like, wait a but second. But some guys, great yeah. players want time to prepare. They want to evaluate, test. But yeah. I think the real high, high level, you know, real champion mindset people, they're so confident in their ability. Shit, you could give them Dynasty an hour before the first round starts and they'll work something out. I mean, if I only had an hour, I might just might just rage what I've got now, you know, and say, yeah, yeah. say we, move, we move on. Yeah, I was being hyperbolic. There's a risk. So there would be a risk if the set dropped a week before to change anything. Like you might, you I, might be I'd better off. I'd still be willing to commit. Well, not to yeah. necessarily commit to change my deck, but like I'd, be die, spending my time diving deep to find look, something you know something better because access to more majestics which are usually higher power rate yeah. than a, than you know what i mean You're commons or rares are coming out of the deck for some majestics for yeah, sure trying to find just a few little upgrades to a, yeah. a deck here or there but like i think you know to sort of elaborate on the point that like i think for top players or mm. like the longer a format exists the more publicly solved it becomes you know yes. like we're playing kind of pseudo the same format that we played at PT1 mm. or uh, even Road to Nationals there's 1. There's nothing you know? LL'd there's, in the end, is it? Well, no, uh, Prism LL'd. Um, sure. And we took, we took bands to quite a lot of cards at this point. Well, let me think. We got Mask of the Pouncing Links. That one's... Uh, no, sorry, not Mask. Stubby Hammers. That one's gone. No, but that was already gone in Lille, no, that, wasn't it? Yeah, that was gone in Lille, but, but like... The We're mask still playing one. the same card set, you know? Gotcha, like, yes. it's the same release. It's yes. the same format. They've just yes. artificially changed a few things by this point, you know? And like, Starvo, uh, sorry, um, Oldham got Pulse. Uh, Oldham lost Pulse, yeah. yeah. So, like, we've lost a deck and, and then two cards from, like, what would be the top two decks. Mm -hmm. So, like, although, like, things have changed, it's still the same card set. There's nothing, like, fundamentally new to, to dive in and break. And, and although the format has evolved and changed a lot, it's not like we're looking at a crazy new format. Um, I have a theory, by the way, in case I don't know how much of a fan you are, like how much content you you absorb, because you're a player. Usually, um, players don't absorb all the content. I go through I go through waves of like just following, like just watching a lot of stuff, and then yeah. sometimes I just put flesh and blood down for ages and so, barely look at it. Um, not that long ago, 
before Dynasty released because there were some issues with Dynasty. Yeah, yeah. Basically, the printer had run out of paper, right? That's literally what happened, why some pre-releases didn't have stock to sell and things like that. It, it was very... And, and even now, it's a little bit hard to get Dynasty because they, they had a big six-week delay. You James, mean Uprising? Uprising, sorry. Uprising. The last the last yeah. set got delayed um, yeah, big yeah, time. Yeah. I think... Because I know the stocks at distributors from two weeks ago, man. Dynasty on pallets. Yeah. Like, no, no, it's good. You want it early so that you yeah, can... Yeah, but right? like... But, but what I'm saying is... I, it, I think know? they had it... So here's what I'm saying. I think they wanted to. I think Worlds was planned around. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I think they went, let's just do it after because we can't guarantee every place will get the stuff. I, I mean, that's that what, would be a disaster, right? That's, that would be a disaster. Because again, if the UK didn't get it, but the rest of the world did, but you had a shipping delay for a month... Yeah, I mean, or even two weeks, or even a week, you're suddenly on the back foot. You're like, okay, I can theorize, theorize and play on Talishar, but I don't have the cards. Yeah. And then to get the cards and, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. You get here and you have to buy thirty boxes just to be able to play your deck. Is like, yeah. it would be a logistical nightmare because it feels like they could have. Yeah, and and I think they just the time they would have been cutting it really tight. I think so. And you know, there is a lot of people who don't necessarily have as much access to cards or resources. For who, like, yes. it would be really rough. Um, to buy on weaker releases, yeah, that's yeah, quite I mean, expensive. It's yes. like, if suddenly you need, like, like, suddenly Arachne's broken, you need three legendaries and a and a deck full of Majestics. And it's like, oh, yeah, that'll be $1,200 because yeah. everyone everyone in this city needs them. Then I would so, be playing Worlds. You know, <laughs> it'd be... buy them or pay to win is fine. Um, so it'd be different, <laughs> but, like, it would just be so awesome to be able to dive deep into a new format at such high mm. stakes because, you know, in a tournament like Worlds, where it's so top-heavy, you know, like you're, you, you want to be willing to take a risk to try and find that thing that really does change mm. the format. You know, you don't just want to be showing up on, you know, whatever's been out there for, for, for months. Because at this point, you know, basically any player can maybe not fully nullify, but like pretty come come pretty close to equalizing like deck building advantage, mm. because good deck lists exist out there in enough quantity that like, you know, you can't. You can't bring a terrible deck if, if you just copy someone else's list, you know? Mm. Whereas, you know, you look at like Everfest release week one, like... Oh, people are playing jank. People play terrible <laughs> decks. And, you know, because yeah. people don't really know what's good, what's bad. And people just bring awful decks. And then some guy brings Starvo. And then people are like, oh, we can just play Starvo. That's yeah, right. Everyone thought Starvo was crap, didn't they? Well, there was, a, there was a window that people thought it was crap. Yeah, we... we um, I, I was in some servers with a bunch of Americans. And we had, this, we had the Starvo deck from pre-release. I was... I was on like the uh, 27 or uh, um, prison build yes. from, from the moment they spoiled the zeros. I was like, I cut them out and imported the cards into uh, TTS myself. <laughs> I was like, the, from the really terrible like Google pictures that we had of them, the spoilers. And, th and then I was like, I was smashing these Starvo players. They, they had like a big spreadsheet with all the results. And they're like, right, listen, we're going to have to stop, start ignoring Matt's data because Matt's like 27 and 0 into these Starvos and... Like, no one else seems to be having those results. So maybe we should just ignore Matt's results as an anomaly. Um, so, like, we kind of were already... That was kind of what the format ended up being was, mm. you know, Starvo and Prism was, yeah. like, the top two. But, like... what's What's been your favorite meta to date? I think probably that one. Yeah. Well, maybe I could just say the PT, but, um, but we didn't... I didn't really play a lot of the meta after the PT, but probably that first progress meta because... Like we just got to play. I just got to play so many ProQuests. I played seven ProQuests in that season, um, and it was 
it was just so fun to be able to just play so many tournaments in that. And, you know, you see the same people each week and you're all kind of working and progressing your your deck lists and, and, and learning. And I played Prism that whole ProQuest season and, man, that deck's so fun. That deck's so fun. You just get to really interact with the rules in, like, an interesting interesting way and there's so many timing windows and like small edges that mm. like might not be obvious but when you find them they're really rewarding to pay you with you know so i think that's that's probably my my favorite meta like i'm, I'm actually sad to see prism going i don't think it's like it has been a decent choice in, in a lot of metas but in that one I, I really liked it and like if they hadn't banned anything for pt1 i think i would have like if stavo went completely untouched i think i probably would have showed up playing prism which may have been a mistake you know maybe it was just play starvo that's all you can do to be correct but i probably still would have showed up on prism because man i really enjoyed playing that deck i I was i was playing a library in my prism deck by the end of that format like really committing for the guardian matchup and i I don't know it just felt so so sweet so sweet it's very hard to for starvo to get rid of library yeah if not impossible right Uh, not not completely impossible they had a few yellows sideboard them in or a couple of yeah well they just had a couple of sideboard yellows like still they got to find two and discard yeah they got the pulse yeah the uh candle hold but like but they still got to throw them in the bin yeah yeah, it's it's asking (laughs) a lot it's gonna sit there and they're gonna try and kill you before you can get enough five card hands to win the game Mm. when it comes to worlds or any big tournament you sort of said like really to get that advantage you are looking at innovating yeah what sort of like seems to be there's a balance between innovating to you know break it basically but then also do you just bring what you know works like how willing how much are you willing to push the envelope between bringing a deck that you know is going to perform but everyone knows the deck they know the side up mat and all the rest of it then trying something new that you may give you that edge, may get you those extra wins, or it could fall flat on your face. Like how close do you have to walk that tightrope in a meta that's been out for this long? I mean, in a meta that's been out for this long, it is a bit different. Like, you, you know, there's not a ton of stuff out there. And I'm sure maybe maybe by Sunday I'm, I'm here saying I was wrong. There was so much and I just, I just was too blind. You know, I should have gone deeper. But uh, like for world's meta, I don't think, you know, I, I'm not going to have read a deck that people are going to be like, oh my God, that's completely crazy. I uh, I have a. Uh, is this going to go up before Worlds? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. So do I, you I, want it to? Um. I mean, I was about to say what deck <laughs> I'm playing. So no, no. Then it, more than likely next week. Okay, yeah. I'll be playing Icelander uh, okay, in good. the CC portion of Worlds, and uh, between in Blitz, I'm between um, Kasai and Icelander in in Blitz, and I'm I'm really not locked one way or another mm. on that one. I, I have to do some last minute testing over the next couple of days. That's what I need to work out. That's why. That's why I'm not coming for dinner tonight with you guys. I'm gonna go home. And yes, just, you are. No, no, no. Mate, we'll set you up a table to test. I, I gotta go home and play <laughs> some Blitz Icelander to Fair. to see see if I if I really do want to be playing that deck or if I'm just gonna go with old faithful Kasai. So walk me through that, okay? Like tonight or tomorrow, you're gonna play those games. What what is your method, right, to understand whether you're gonna go Iceland or Kasai? What what outcome are you looking for in those games to weigh to you know? weight you in one of those decisions what particularly how how are you going to structure it what outcomes are you looking for like what's going to make you tick the box are you just getting reps in well there's just a couple of holes in my knowledge that i wanted to fill you know like a couple of matchups where i'm like well if this thing is true and you know the assumptions i have are true like then like so to be specific like I want to play Icelander into Oldham in 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 Blitz. We've been playing a ton of that matchup in CC, like a mm. ton of that matchup. Because I'm, 
I'm basically the uh, the Icelander beat stick that everyone in the house is playing um, a lot of Oldham. Mm. And I, uh, they're all like, oh yeah, the Icelander matchup's great. So it's fine, it's fine. And, I, and then I'm just beating everyone playing Icelander into Oldham. And they're like, oh, I don't know. They're like, oh, we'll try like this, try like that, try like this. They keep trying different plans, but like, I still seem to having a good amount of success with, with Icelander, which is why I really like that deck. But in Blitz, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different. You can't, you can't take a, as a long of a term approach on Icelander. You have to be more aggressive. You can't set up for mm. like, you can't set up for like the big Frost Hex, Insidious Chill, um, end games. You have well, there's to, no boots. So you can, you've got to protect your life total. To yeah, exactly. You it's can't harder. win on one. <laughs> it's yeah. harder to win on one. Yeah, mm. you got to, you got to play the game slightly differently. So, like, I want to observe. I want to check my assumptions about the Oldham Icelander matchup because I do think Oldham is likely to be the most played deck in Blitz uh, and also CC probably. Probably. You know, I don't. It's not guaranteed. I, I you know, maybe change shows up a bit more than we expect, or maybe fire over represents but in like, Blitz. Yeah. I do think that Oldham probably shows up as the most played deck in both formats, and I like my Oldham matchup in CC. But if that's true in Blitz, then I really do think Icelander is a great choice for this weekend because then you really don't have too many bad matchups as Icelander in Blitz. Because yeah. I think um, the other top decks are going to look like Chain, um, Kasai, Fi. You know, these all are matchups where I think are right. Well, Fi is probably not great for Icelander. In Blitz, no. But like, you really don't have many bad matchups left. You know, Rhinars are probably not great for Icelander, but like, it's not too many Rhinars. I know there'll be, there'll be at least, there's going to be at least a few. I have some friends playing Rhinar as well, but like. It's I'm, no joke in Blitz. No, no, it's, it's a no good joke. Deck. It's no Rhinar joke. right now is Blitz King. To, to, to my my belief is that's, cause that ha, it has no bad matchups. I'm a Rhinar hater. I, I, yeah. I disagree with, with no Blitz, bad matchups. I do disagree okay. with you. Um, I think, I think Kasai's a bad matchup. It's pretty pretty bad matchup actually for uh, okay, but it's it's bad is not like sixty forty. Yeah, yeah, you win you the dice roll. I mean? like it, the, correct. If 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 Reiner wins the dice roll, gets a good turn, has even. a very high chance of just having a big life advantage. Yeah. way early, and not many decks have that. Viz used to have that. Viz could mm. sort of pop off and do oh, like yeah. twelve arcane. Or but, just make 10 rune chances. Yeah, but like Kasai definitely is not a turn zero killer. Do you know? Like, no, no. Yeah. You can have some crazy first turns though. Like, On Kasai, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can just like play a Nourishing Emptiness turn one mm. and then Arsenal or Minerva and you're just so far ahead, you know? Oh, that's a win con nearly, yeah. Yeah, you're like, you're like, oh God. Like I've just, because yeah. you put Minerva in your Arsenal on the first turn and it feels like you just dealt eight damage, you know? Well, mm -hmm. it's it, Minerva is like impending doom. It's oh, like yeah. my weapons are three or four and... If they hit, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a pump spell every turn. I draw it's the best amazing. card of my deck. I yeah. I made a I made like a, a Kasai video like a few months ago before I saw that, yeah. Madrid, and I, I remember like I was like, yeah, I think two Minerva is gonna be be worthwhile. It's a bit of a tech choice. And now I look back on that video and I'm like, I mean, I was right, but like what I should have said is obviously put two Minervas in your deck. It's the best card in your deck. Yeah, like your. See, I Very say that and people disagree play. with me. I'm it's like, crazy good. if I draw two of them, I'm Kasai. I'll block with one. It doesn't matter. And people are like, oh yeah, yeah. but against, against Kano, it's really bad. You're just doomed against Kano anyway. It doesn't matter. Not anymore. I mean, you can race Kano. I mean, I, it's still, it's still wanna, pretty if, bad. If yeah. my opponent says I'm playing Kano and I'm playing Kasai, I'm not, <laughs> You're not happy. I'm not feeling great. So like, I want to check that assumption, the older Myers-Lander yeah. matchup. And then if that doesn't check out, yeah. will you just play Kasai? Depends how bad it is, you know. Okay. And then the other, the other, the last one I want to check is just how bad like Icelander into Kasai is, and I, I still think it's pretty bad. Hmm. 
But like, if it's like, like it used to be like pretty unwinnable. Zero bad. chance. Yeah, it's like, not anymore. But like now, without striders, you can sometimes just get through and get them on the back foot. It's just horrible because even when you know they have it, it doesn't help. You can't play around. What are you going to do? Not have go again? So I don't know if you if you read my tweets. When when Icelander, I try not not to. Smart Icelander came out. um, Someone, I was playing Kasai into Icelander pre pre ever fest, and I win like eighty five percent of my matches in Kasai. Like, fucking Icelander did something stupid like. Yeah, red, whatever, in case, which is three yeah. um, frostbites, passes. My turn, I pitch a blue into my courage so I can get rid of the frostbites. Yep. In response, they go, created two more. And then, I don't know what the fuck it was, but it was dealing 13 arcane, but I'd already committed two blues. Already committed them. But then I yeah, I had a, I think I had a oasis and I had to pay four for my oasis. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. I've already paid three. I didn't know the interaction, I'm like, but I've already paid. And the guy's like, no, on the stack, they haven't popped yet. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, fuck that. I concede. Went on Twitter. I go, if they, like- He had a sook. He had a big sook. No, no, about. man. Like, oh, really? well, here's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> when it's not like Blitz is already non-interactive compared to CC. Yep. That shit, if I was a new player, I would have quit the game. Uh, I would have been like, wait, uh, so I don't get to play. Like you're just dictating. That from sounds two a lot how, how my girlfriend reacted when she first played against Kano. Yeah. She really lost it. She just went crazy. She was like, this is, this is fucking bullshit. No, but Kano, it's okay. Kano is 15 life, first of all. Yep. So I play Dory. Kano's always within killing distance. I just have to manage my greed and yep. not pump everything and then die to him. Right. Yeah. But I had three blues in hand on Kasai into a wizard, and there was still no correct choice. That was, I think, I had to pitch fifteen to live. Yeah, no, you have to take a turn off. But I wasn't. No, no. That's but but there's no do. way to pitch fifteen. That's my point. Yeah, but there's, that's your point. I, I need a potion and four. But blues. that's what Icelander had to do. Time walk. You. But yeah. either way, they banned Striders. So yeah. I felt validated. I'm like that. That was too stupid in Blitz. Like it was yeah. very stupid in Blitz. It was too good. Yeah. Yeah. But all I'm saying is that interaction is non-interactive. Like that, that, sorry, Icelander's cards or how she played and still to a point is very non-interactive. Yeah. Kano is very punished for playing that way. Like Kano can pitch all his cards into nothing and then die. Yeah. That happens just as often as him getting lucky and killing you off the top. Like it's sort of 50-50, yeah. I feel. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I, and so like... I want to check just how bad the Kasai matchup is, and if it's not that, but if it's if it's like really disastrous, like really unwinnable, then because I really don't mind any other matchup as Kasai, I, I I really like my older matchup, really really like it. I was about to ask, do you? How do you feel about that? Yeah, I really like my Kasai into older matchup. Is it surprisingly fair because your boots always stop the hammer? Yeah, the hammer's yeah. just free for you to deal with. Yeah. Um, and the, you don't mind blocking with a card? On oh Kasai. yeah, if you're taking yeah. that like swing two block two swing two block two approach to the matchup, like. It, you just grind them out. You it's just that, so you just value, farm them, yeah. and then like it used to be before um, when all the oldums were playing fatigue. Like that's what everyone said. Oh, you just get fatigued, this Kasai. Oh, you always get fatigued. There's nothing you can do. And like I'd worked on the matchup, and I, I was a lot more experienced with Kasai than than most people. But fatigue is often a skill check for the person who's getting fatigued, um, and, and and it's not necessarily easy to beat fatigue. But you have to understand because the fatigue players kind of doing the exact same thing every single game, mostly. And you have to understand how to get yourself into end game states where you can break that, mm. you know. And so it it's about developing and understanding every like edge you can find as Kasai. Um, and before 
when they had crown of seeds like you really did have to understand every little bit you know yep. and i even take my deck to include biting blade um and i play gallantry gold and just everything to set up to beat fatigue right mm. but then they take away crown of seeds and the fatigue plan from oldham is much much worse now because yes. it used to be that they could go um crown shield um and then that would cover the first two and then you'd play a blade runner or you play a pump spell and then they'd either play a defense reaction or earth react and they'd still have yep. um they could keep and you're their, just not making they could keep their stuff floating without using cards from their deck mm. without having to block with any attacks or, or use any cards right and then they could like that would they could defend without actually using cards right but now now they actually have to just block with cards and they have to commit their d react first they can't have this floating this floating shield that just stays there and doesn't go away and so i found now that when when they try and fatigue you you actually fatigue them mm. like i have as, heard this yeah yeah as long as you're willing to be patient and you don't just blow your load every single time you just just keep it chill. Keep just attack for another two. And in a like, broad sense, yeah. What's the what's the game plan? Even, like you're building six coppers, but not necessarily straight away popping off. Or well, there's a lot of a lot of nuance mm. um, because when you flip your first Minerva, they should actually let the Minerva hit. They should just try and let the Minerva hit for like one three times, basically. Yeah. Um, and then it can be awkward because that's your best value is letting, yeah. Because yeah. if 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 the Minerva sits there the whole game and they just try and stop Minerva from proccing, they will fatigue. They will fatigue because they just don't have that much block in their deck, and they have to just keep like giving you everything, and you'll just slowly psych, like take away all their armor, and then they'll just be left at the end of the game with nothing. So they need to let Minerva get off the board quickly, and then it's contextual. But you you often don't proc the Minerva. You can you can fail to find. You don't have to put a blood in her hands in your arsenal when Minerva procs. How do you fail to find it? You go, you, you look in your deck and you go, oh, I don't have one. I'll just. Can you do that? Yeah. It's a, it's a maze. It's, it? No, it, it, um, I don't know if it says may, but you, you can always fail to find to search. Like they, it's not like you're not obliged to show but, them your deck and be like, I don't have one. You could just fail to find. Like shuffle your deck. And, I'm, I'm curious about the ruling because if that's true, that does change because the like, forced having to go get it and fill your arsenal is not the right play. Yeah, yeah. So like, like until you actually get I've to six three copper. coppers and what I want is actually the arsenal, what I have in hand. That, that'll make sense. Like beacon of victory, yeah. you say beacon for one, but you don't have to find anything. Yeah. I you, can, you can just go through your deck and go, yep, I haven't found what I'm looking for. Here you go. Yeah. And then you, you so you don't have to proc off the first Minerva and you try and you just try and play patient and mm -hmm. wait to set up right at the end game a turn where if you have Gallantry Gold, and I'm not 100% certain whether I want to go Gallantry or Brayforge because Brayforge is more of a hedge for um, the uh, the aggressive Oldham. You just have two more armor and Brayforge is really good. Um, it's like if they're, if they're being aggressive, you would rather have Brayforge. I don't, don't yep. know for certain whether you need Gallantry Gold anymore because I think like because the fatigue matchup is so good, you might just be able to cut the gallantry and just play the Braveforge as. A, I mean, in Blitz, you take both, right? Yeah, you have both. It doesn't and take up a slot. But like, if you're going in blind, you don't know whether they're going to fatigue you. Maybe Braveforge is better to run because it's just better into the aggressive version. Mm. Um, and then once you've got like you've broken through that, like you've got that first maneuver, um, and they've let it proc, and you've built up some copper, and you know you you want to try to um, try to get more than just three copper if you can get a spoils through or. A, um, high striker, I know. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> now high striker. Yeah, that's well. We're yet to be convinced of that one, John. We'll see. Um, or uh, outline skirmish to get up to four copper. Mm. Like then that, that's your you try and get to four before you. Well, you want to just have a, a good. Like, you want to be as patient as you can, and then you just keep being patient. Just keep 
slowly working through the game. You don't have to always play your pumps well when they haven't blocked yet because they, they get the, like, if you're only attacking for three or two, like, often they just have to block for seven because they have a bunch of D-reacts if they're trying mm. to fatigue you. And then you're like, okay, cool, you use seven block from your deck for my attack for four. Yeah. I won't Beautiful. play Pass. my pump spell. Yeah. yeah. And then you just got to be keep being patient, just keep being patient. And then keep, you know, you attack, you have go again. Your deck actually just has so many go agains, even amongst the blues now. Yes. Like, because there's so many blue go again sources. Do you use Blade Flash? Not playing Blade Flash. Okay. Not playing Blade Flash. It's they a did, terrible card. They did just spoil a new one that looks quite good. The blue one with piercing one. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you, have you seen that one? Yeah, it's just one go again. It gains piercing, which I think is probably better than blue driving blade. Yeah. Um, just because it's it's more flexible. Yeah. Oh, uh, dude, the warrior support is not like huge, but they're very playable. Yeah. Like, they're all going into decks. Like, yeah, they look, yeah. yeah, it looks like some solid stuff. And brute looks it's, the same. Like nothing's yeah. game breaking. Oh, no, the, the brute, the brute discard one. Yeah. The, uh, gain of Skullcrack. Ah, oh, the gainer, gainer, gainer resource. Yeah, that one looks nice. good. It, well, it's, so it's a free resource. Yeah, it does something, and brute doesn't often. And it actually makes you know? rock work. Yeah, it looks you really can nice. Float with rock. too easily, and then that is your third. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything um, particular with the dynasty spoils that stands out? Like, have you spent much time? Is there something here you see? Oh, yeah, this well, could break. This and, could and break. Dan's that a second way, or the same answer is: Is there something you'd put in your deck if you could? <laughs> Um, in your world's deck. We haven't seen a lot of wizard stuff. No. Um, Not anything good. The I, I'd, I'd play the... If I'm playing Kasai, I'd play the uh, that one mana go again. But like... Um, Would you try it a new hero? Is there something oh, you've I'd seen? Be, I'd be going deep on Arachne. Oh, really? I'd be willing to, yeah, yeah. Mill or no? Is that a trap? I don't... I mean... It's so good. We'll see. Well, I don't know how, how deep we're going to be able to mill people out. We'll... That like, one card that says X damage is how many you banish... Yeah, that so would, if you I double mean, raise a reflex, that thing, the game's over. Not over, but nine cards. You technically get rid of nine cards. That's the ceiling on that. Off a of blue, blue to double raise a reflex in that. We card. need we need to see, um, like all of the card pool because it still feels like it still feels like uh, Assassin's currently going to have a little bit of a problem having enough go again because mm. you've got all these zero for fours and they have the boots right and the boots look really good. But like, yeah, but two copper is not free. two silver. Two silver. two silver, sorry, it's not that easy. No, to it, it's not. It's not. But like, if you can, if they can find another way just to have a little bit more go again consistently. So other than razor, what's the options? Like lead the charges and stuff, right? Yeah, uh, which is not great. Not or you're great. setting up time snaps potentially, right? Yeah, but I'm, I'm I'm hoping that there's another part of their kit. We don't know. Do we know what the arms are for? For this? is there assassin arms yet? I haven't seen it. Yeah. Look, there'll be, there'll be, looks like there's a lot of rare equipment, which yeah. we haven't seen. Yeah. So there's potentially. You know, like we haven't seen everything and I'm hoping that there's a little bit more way to be fluid and use all your cards. And maybe it's a bit of a block two cards, four, yeah. four. That's like, that's like a play pattern that's really, like, if you're going four, four, you know, this, at this point, yeah. everyone knows how good a four for zero is, you know? We, we've all learned that now. Yeah, but these are very punishing on hits with yeah, the four yeah, they're for zero, you know they're what good. I mean? It's not a, it's not a ravenous <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, you know, Briar used to have some pretty punishing on hits. Not so punishing anymore, but yes. it used to be crazy. We've seen what a lots of four for zeros with punishing on hits can do, you know? Because yeah. I think people are missing, there's milling, sure, but there's people talking that have been testing on Talishar. It's, it's people are conceding because you banish the top and it turns out to be their blood in their hands or something. And it's their second one and they know they can't win. You know what I mean? Mm. Like there, there's going to be times where you, you hit a bolt and they banish a Lumina. And they've already blocked with one, and the whole deck has one left. 
and they yeah. they might just not have a win con anymore. If you, you yeah, yeah, like there'll be stuff like there's that. There's reducing their deck size, but there's also getting rid of your power cards. I think on chance, but there's always like yeah. I think I think mostly it's going to be um, it's going to be about how powerful and how consistently it can put out damage and mm. and pump out numbers. I think I think the mill thing is going to be a secondary a secondary win. Well, con. you basically shouldn't be able to fatigue Arachne. That is that how it because that, that if you're doing a fatigue plan into an Arachne, they they seem very efficient. Like they're not playing four cards a turn. Yeah, like they're pitching a lot, which means you're and like you'll lose cards too. Is what I'm yeah. saying. They can still force you to lose cards. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, and and when they do get through, they're they're slowly ripping resources from your deck as mm. well. And I'm excited to see. It's hard without the cards being yeah, printed. Yeah, it, but it it does look at least like it has some potential. If it can get a little bit more of a way to reliably have go again, then like it certainly has. Mm. And maybe maybe the fact that they're just four for zeros makes it so awkward. You know the. It actually just looks playable and, and strong anyway. That would have be you my, tried yet? Or you've no, no, I'm, I'm not looking past Worlds. I, I, we've been like, oh, cool, there's a new mm. look at this. But Check it out in a week, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, and, and I will be checking it out the minute Worlds ends because <laughs> I'm going to the Battle Hardened in Philly the week after Worlds. Ooh. Yeah, I'm staying. And it's legal then. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they're legal. They're yeah. legal. First tournament they're going to be legal for. So this is why I think, so at the banquet on Thursday night, there's a case of Dynasty being opened live. Oh, damn. Uh, Fabled Hunters, Saint and Chris yeah, yeah. from Unsealed. I have a feeling you will be able to buy a product as a pre-release at Worlds. No one, that's not confirmed, but we're a week away and the, the pre-releases for Uprising were like three weeks before, four weeks before, weren't they? They yeah. were a long, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I have a feeling we're going to get to Worlds and the vendors are going to have Dynasty. Mm. I mean, for me, I'm not... Because if there's an event in a week, you're going to want to crack some... You're going to want to get singles. I'm surprised that, yeah, if there's no Dynasty, like, events, not events, but like, you know... Yeah, I like a Chaos Draft, stuff It's like, like the week that, before, yeah. it's the week before they release it and it's the World Championship. I would be surprised if they haven't done something. I have a feeling it's coming. I just, I don't think they want to blow out the announcement because the focus is Worlds, but I think... On Thursday night or Friday morning, there'll be some. I, some I have cool a feeling, yeah. I mean, what? Why can they open a case if there's not like, or what? Why not like give out packs as ticket prizing? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, why that, not? Yeah, that'd be cool. Like they've yeah. got the product. Yeah, get it out there. It makes it way cooler, right? If you just drop your prize tickets on uprising packs, it's a bit, it's a bit sad. <laughs> the first time I met you, you were hunting for null rune. Yeah. Second time I saw you, you were fucking. What are you after? Yellow snatches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what What are you missing for worlds? <laughs> yeah, so there's a bit. I guess it's, <laughs> I uh, yeah. I'm pretty notoriously underprepared. I uh, I'm a serial card borrower mm. um, because I always I just don't have a big collection, um, and I always I always try and make sure that if I do borrow cards of people, I'm you know I'm returning the favor either in deck lists um, and information or uh, in booster packs, you know or or, or some kind of way. Um, I uh, I think I've got everything. Actually, no, not true. I'm still missing a few cards. I need to... Uh, <laughs> I'm serious. What are you missing? Uh, some snatches. Okay. <laughs> They're in my Icelander deck. Can I give you a suggestion? Because oh, yeah. you just won a Pro Tour and yeah. you should have some money in the bank. A little bit. Um, it's going down. Hemel Patel, who's going to be... He, he works with um, Magnolia Gaming, which will be here. Oh, yeah. I know those guys. So, Hemel... I... I have a huge collection because I open oh, yeah. so much, but then I get rid of most of it because I live in an apartment. I can't just have 10,000 cards in the apartment. I contacted them. I said, how much would you charge me for a place at a whole game minus legendaries? I just want yep. three of every card in the game. 
it didn't cost as much as I thought. It was like $2,000. I mean, yeah, those didn't as much as I thought. Sorted in sleeves sent to you. Sorting was the big thing. He sent me a box with every card in the game. Sorted. Yeah, do, you, do you understand what is, I mean? Yeah, that is. And then once they're all pre-sorted, I guess it's, it's not too then much. Then you just upkeep. have to remember to put them back. Yeah. And now there's cards you should have sixes of, depending on what decks you like to play. But just having the set of three of every card in the game means you technically can build one of any deck in the game. And then you've got to find maybe a couple of legendaries or borrow them. Yeah. that's. I mean, You should think of investing in that. Yeah, yeah, I probably should. I, in a way, I kind of <laughs> like the scramble, though, you know? <laughs> like, I just love a bit of chaos, you know, yes. where you're, like, My issue running was around, the tournament's about to start, they're doing the player announcement, and I'm like, fucking hell, snatches. 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 <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, God, have you got a, like, I'm trying to think. I've definitely had some crazy ones where I just, like, like you, you're like you're like sit down for the play meeting. You're like, well, I didn't find these, and you just cross them off your deck list. You know, <laughs> you're like, that's how it goes sometimes. How do people like you win a pro tour? That's <laughs> just like I don't know. I but you're so focused on your one job of winning that everything else is just. Well, I just second. struggle a lot with ADHD. Look, but the, the other real, the other the thing, real story behind which it, I you know? came up with the idea for Arsenal Pass actually, but nothing ever happened with it. Um realistically a player of your level should have a sponsor single store that you can ring up and go, I need these cards or this deck and they just get them for you. Well, like like borrow off a of like if you knew there's a there's a person when I say sponsor, it doesn't have to be monetary. Like they can just be they give you sleeves to play with that say Magnolia Gaming or whatever and that's what you play. But then anytime you need a card at any event, they get them to you a week before. Do you, like and you just return them when you're done. Well I I've had I've had offers to join like a few teams or um, like like work with some teams or organizations or stuff, um, and I've always been pretty hesitant um, because like I don't know I I don't want to just be uh, like I I hate like people rocking up in team jerseys you know like everyone like everyone gets their own team jersey and uh, it's you not know. your style it's not my style I'm just mm. chilling I just show up to the tournament I play my games you know wearing a nice pink collar like, shirt and then you, you you come it comes with a lot of obligations and and yes. and like you have a boss yeah I try I, and explain that to people I sometimes having a sponsor means a boss um, like you have you have to post a video you have to say something you know yeah and I, I I'm really bad with obligations you know there's a reason I've been unemployed for the last seven years you know. <laughs> Like I just, I just try and play my games, you know. Just, just that's it. <laughs> and like, uh, I do have uh, like a lot of good friends that do have collections. Good. Um, and like to an extent that that is like that is the same thing almost. Like one of my friends runs a store, um, and I've you know I'm always happy to. Sh- I always give him my deck list. You know, if yeah. he wants it, you got it. Because at the same time, he's always like, if I need cards, he's got me. Mm. And to be fair. Like most of the time, it's my fault that I'm scrambling. Like people would have lent me the cards if it wasn't like you know uh, the banquet the night before. Yeah, it's like, yeah. hey, bro, you got any of this really obscure card to put in my deck? Yeah. So the story from PT two was I they only let us into the banquet at the end. Yeah. It was super annoying. They made everyone register. They sent out an email like the week before, and if you didn't register, then you couldn't get in. And I was like, sure. I show up with my girlfriend on Friday night. She's really excited to go to this thing. It was like all exciting. They got like like all the pro tour and James White and everything laid out and loads of food. And they're like, oh no, you can't come in. You didn't sign up. I'm like, I'm registered for the pro tour. Why so they you? didn't let the winner in the building. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, it, just, and it wasn't the thing. It, was, it wasn't just us. It was like, yeah, yeah, no, there it was, was like Tarek Patel, yeah, yeah, yeah. his girlfriend and like loads of people. And just, I was like, just, okay, there was a mess up. Just let us in. There's like 50 of us. It's clearly, 
it's not on us if it happened to 50 people that want to come. There's miscommunication. Yeah. yeah, like, and if the if the food is a little short because there was a mess up with the reg, that's a smaller problem than like... By the way, they weren't short on food. No, I know. Yeah. I know. Because we went in and absolutely raided the dessert tables. Yeah. We hit hard. I had like 10 desserts because I was like, I got to get my money's but worth But there was there. heaps of food. Yeah. 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 And like, it just was I like, think that's partially maybe like LSS could have easily gone, here's the players registered. Like at least the pro tour players. Yeah. Like I understand if you're not putting every person that bought a ticket. But come on, Pro Tour player list should go straight to the banquet people go. Yeah, at least, was, yeah, I know. So was, you're not officially in a team now? That's no, what you're saying? I'm not really officially in a team. I I, I, I just play with a lot of people. Mm. I, um, I, I don't... I try not to have like a really like closed group. Like I'll talk to a lot of people and like I don't... I don't play it super secretive. Like some people... Some people are like... They, like they just lock all the information down, you know. They won't speak to anyone about it. Like I know that Team Dragon Shield were desperately trying to keep all their information closed before, but it was also really funny because because when when we were stood outside the banquet, um, unable to get in, I'm just stood there and um, and Tarek Patel, Nick Butcher, and Matt Roger all, all stealthily like talking about their cards and they're like, yeah, I managed to get three, and I just hear them talking about buying dash cards and they're like, oh yeah, I could only buy four ones. And I was like, oh, cool, they're all playing Dash. Yeah. Cool. That was it. And it's like, they spend, it's like, and Tarek, like, I'd spoken to Tarek before the event, and he'd been like really secretive and been like, oh, like, you know, we were talking yeah. about some stuff, but then, you know, when it got a bit close to the event, he'd been like, can't really talk about stuff anymore. You know, fair enough, trying to keep it all secret. And then just like, night before that, I was like, oh, they're all just playing Dash. Cool. But and do you think there is much of an advantage keeping that stuff secret? Whether you know three people in the whole tournament are on a deck or not. Do you think that makes a difference to someone like you? But does that actually change anything for you? Does it? Um, PT1, did it change Yeah, anything? so... <laughs> Explain that to me. Okay, so there, there are certainly examples where it can have a big impact. Um, and I guess the big one would be, as you said, PT1. I uh, I was on a, on a you know, quote-unquote team for that event. I tested with uh, Arsenal Pass, um, Sasha Markovic, uh, Michael Hamilton, and Roger Bodie as well. Um, and uh, Dan McKay over in uh, New Zealand. Yes. Yeah, he's in New Zealand. Dr. Dan. Is he an Australian in New Zealand? He, or is no, he... I, no, that's I Sasha. He, I no, think. no, I think he's... Yeah, Sasha's Australian that moved to New Zealand. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, and Dan is... And then, and then Hayden is a New Zealander who moved to Australia. Lives in Australia. Yeah, yeah, okay. So there's some They're like sister countries. Okay. Yeah. It's closer than Canada, US. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, like, for that tournament, yeah, we all put in a ton of time testing together, and I... I I tested like we would we would test on an American time zone. So basically every night I would show up at one a.m. and then test until like three or four in the morning um, for like a couple of months. You know I'd show up every night and uh, and about a week out, uh, Brendan and Sasha got together um, and they were testing. And me and Michael were then because those guys were together. Me and Michael were doing a lot of our testing against each other and and Roger as well. And and shout out to both Michael and Roger because like. Uh, Roger Bodie played uh, wasn't able to play uh, PT1. He was having a, a kid that weekend. And like, even though he wasn't showing up to the event, he showed up every night to test with us and would just be the, the target dummy. Like, what do you need me to play? Yep. And like, I'd never met the guy and he still put in so much time and effort to help us. Mm. Um, and like, so testing with Michael and, and Roger was, was an absolute pleasure. Those are two people that I hold in the absolute highest regard when it comes to flesh and blood, both as people and and uh, when it comes to how good they are at the game. But um, so we, we rock up to, I rock up on the morning of PT1 
and I speak to Hayden, I'm like, oh, so you guys locked in chain, right? Because when I'd spoken to them at the banquet before, they were like, ah, with, you know, between, uh, you know, chain and, and maybe, maybe something else, you know, maybe Dash or Starvo. They're just, you know, just saying words. And then I speak to him in the morning. He's like, oh, yeah, we're playing Kano. I'm like, you what? <laughs> You're playing Kano? It's a bit weird. They're like, oh, yeah, we just, we didn't really like the chain list. We, we just audibled last night. I'm like, oh, you just audibled last night? Okay, that's, I guess. And then I'm thinking, like, well, if these two guys are playing Kano, like, all three of my teammates are playing Kano, there must be, like, a bunch of New Zealand or Australia's that I haven't been included in the conversation that must be playing Kano. So I'm like, I need to go find some Null Rune. Mm. And I, I ended up not playing any extra Null Rune because I was like, ah, whatever. I, I like my deck list. The sideboarding plan works. I've done all the numbers. And I was got only 15 minutes to, <laughs> to find something. I, I just... I couldn't be bothered. It was whatever. I just run it, run my deck. It'll be fine. But then like the longer I sat on it and thought about it, I was like, hold on. Like this just, doesn't feel good. This doesn't feel to right. To clarify, did you ever test in Decano? We did. We did. So before the bans for PT1 had come out, like when we, people were thinking they might just hit Starvo and Starvo alone. Yes. And then we'd be in like a big Viscerai format because we'd, we'd laid out what we thought were all our possible changes that they could make. Um, and then it started testing early for like the various potential formats that we thought, you know, just tried to get a pretty holistic view of the format. But in this theoretical Viscerai format where Viscerai was king, right? Then there we thought that there was a really, really like narrow angle. Like if Viscerai is just absolute king to play Kano because you could play this combo Kano deck that they played, right? Um, and so we did, we did practice it and we did play that deck. Um, and so I, I knew how the deck worked and, and, and what it did. But like when the bands had come out, we'd pretty much benched the, the deck and not really talked about it since. Um, and so when they show up on the day and say, oh, we're playing Kano, I'm like, that's really weird. So it, it sits with me for a little while. And then I'm like, people kept asking me because I wasn't really fussed at first. I was like, that's just weird, you know? But like, then it, the people kept being like, are you not like upset that they just didn't tell you that they were playing Kano? I was like, yeah, I guess I would have liked if they told me last night and didn't find out on the morning of. But like, and then the more I thought about it, I was like, yeah, actually, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. I am, I do feel kind of like they just farmed me for my time and then the longer it, the other team members didn't know either so no roger and michael who'd put in tons of time and, and we had a really we'd, we'd built a really really good chain list you know like we were basically three cards off of pablo pintor's list that won the pt we had like the belittles mm. the tomes like we had a really 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 good deck list and it was like if if they hadn't played kano and they'd ended up plus playing chain like because what actually, you know, when they talk about it, they talk about, you know, their, you know, their genius, their genius uh, breakout deck of the tournament, right? The, you know, about they talk about how they moved on to the deck about a week before, you know. They didn't audible to it the night before, like they told me on the day, right? That was just another lie. Um, they, like, they would have just got to play mine and Michael's chain list, which we put loads of time and effort into. So they would have just taken our time and resources and Rogers, by the way, who put his time into preparing for the tournament, even when he wasn't playing. Nothing in it for him, yeah. Like, he, you know, they just basically took all of our time for free because they were like, ah, it's fine. And like, when I'd asked Hayden, when I'd asked Brendan Patrick about it in the, it, like after, I, I kept like politely asking, um, like, can we talk about what happened at PT1? I want to discuss our testing process, right? Because we hadn't like technically fallen out by this point, you know? Um, and like, I'm just like, and they just kept blanking me. I was like, I just like to do a sort of a debrief, you know, mostly because I just wanted to be like, guys, what happened? Like, what the hell? Mm. And they just kept dodging me and kept dodging me. And then, uh, 
And then I, I really was like, actually, no, this isn't okay. When I looked at the Kano channel in our, in our testing Discord, right? They just deleted all the information. What? Leading up to the event? Yeah. So you couldn't go back and see the list or... Yeah. Like, so it, 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 it changed from being like a, we just didn't tell them to a, we actively hid information from our own teammates yep. to gain an edge. And I'm like, okay, now I'm pissed. Yep. Now it, it that For me, that was where the line was like, okay, now it's something different. And I'm like, I don't feel happy with how they acted anymore. And I don't feel like it, it's, it wasn't, it wasn't just a, like a, and uh, like a passive thing where they kind of just didn't tell You're us. You're saying the list was never on the list. Like that deck was not on the list that you would, like you had the list. Sorry, you had a Kano deck built as a team. You knew about it. Yeah. But it was not on the possible choices anyone was going to play. Not not in the- Because I'm assuming your sideboard would have looked different if you knew three people were going to be on Kano. Um, possibly. I mean, I might have included an extra Null Rune, but uh, I even remember like, like Hayden even gave me a bit of attitude when I said I might go find an extra piece of null rune. He's like, "Really, you change your sideboard to be good against your teammates?" And like, I was like, "Yeah, maybe he's right. Maybe it is a bit scumbag." When is it? Like he said that on the and I was like, "Yeah, maybe he's right. Maybe I am being a bit scumbag by changing my 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 sideboard to do it for my teammates." But now I think about it, hell, I'm like, "What the hell? What the hell?" Uh, and it's like it's like water under the bridge at this point, and sure. it's like it's it's old news. But like, I don't know. That was like that is funny. Like I not coming from this background, right? Um. The, the most competitive background I had was I used to be the Oceanic Admin for Rainbow Six Siege. Okay, got, sure. Right? Um, the cheating is very fucking on the nose in that game. Like, when it's cheating, like, there's it's no... Just hacking? Yeah, like, there's no... I guess you could find a glitch, but it's still considered cheating. Yeah. You get outright banned. But there's not, not much of this, like, secret sauce. Yeah, the, yeah. Like, card games have, like, secrets, while yeah. shooting games are more, like... You aim for the head. Who can aim for the head better? Like yeah, that's that's the real. Maybe Rainbow Six Siege has some nuances. Yeah, but there's less, but it's less of an information edge. Yeah, like teams aren't hiding info. They skirmish. Maybe they won't show you their exact plan, but they're not lying. Yeah, like, like everyone knows everyone's pretending, and their real source is going to happen yeah. during the tournament. There's like, but in card games, like if you're in a closed team, that that's malicious. Yeah, because it's time. You're not. You're not. Your beef or your your I, issue isn't with them changing decks last minute. No, it's, that's fine. It's the amount of time you spent help, like wasting time. Yeah, it's the, they basically just got all the value of my Kano time. Or not, not making a a chain list, which you were never going to play. Well, well, but the, 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 they also got access to, you know? And it's like... But they knew exactly what you were playing. Yeah. that That's where I... That's where I, I even like the night before, I, I was like, oh, I can go through all the sideboard with you. And, mm. and like, I, you know, because they weren't really like... They didn't seem too, like, confident on their on where they were with Chain. And I was like, oh, no, I really like our list. I think we've got it really nailed. I can go through all, like, the, ch the changes we've made and what we've discussed and, like, the sideboarding and stuff. They were like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll get back to you on that later. And, and like, it just... It's just, in hindsight, you knew something was up. Um, I didn't really. No, I don't think I did. I, and even when, like, I first found out there were Kano, no, I, I didn't he really. He seems very focused on him. Like, you, you're you're not even remembering to get the cards to the day before. Well, I, I you're just, like, yeah, I was just like, because they didn't seem like too confident and locked, and I, I just wanted to make sure that they, they felt good because, like, you know, they were my teammates. I, I wanted everyone to do to do to do good, right? Um, and then it just, yeah, it just it, it was like it kind of. I didn't, and when it even happened, like I said, I didn't even realize that. I'd, kind of been played and then like it was only after like everything happened and i like eventually i got to speak to them about it and like they weren't even really sorry they were like oh yeah we just thought you know that if, if you knew and other people knew it, it could it could like get out 
and then like if everyone if people found out that we were playing Kano it, it would really reduce our edge you know and and and, and the line that killed me that the, the absolutely killed me is like they were like oh yeah we just didn't think it would be game theory optimal to tell you that was actually what they said and I'm just like oh wow okay when you say they they said it in unison um, I, I mean I don't want to like <laughs> sorry I'm trying to picture you know, yeah I don't want to pin it on a specific person <laughs> but like you know because they're all you know yeah. it's all of their actions it wasn't like there's one bad guy here here's the thing and and maybe we should all chime in on this one because I'm I'm legit confused. I'm in a couple of testing, uh, like, Facebook groups. Sure. I don't test with anyone because it's a 1v1 game. So if I want to test, I'd rather test in my head. And at Armouries, I know people may not call that testing, but yeah. uh, well, here's what I'm trying to say. Why have a team of six if you're all vying for the same prize? Like, I, I, like, like if you're a boxer and it's a 1v1 sport... Your sparring partners aren't the person you're fighting, ever. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get what I mean? Like, sure, sure, sure. So, so what's this? Why, why test if you're all going to the tournament? Doesn't make more sense that you test with people that don't have a horse in the race. Well, or is it always going to be the same people? That's why. It's, it, the the thing is about like, and it's especially true for for like newer formats and for PG two. I after that, I was kind of soured for like being in a closed group. Mm. Um, because I was just like, that kind of feels, I feel, I, you know, I had a bad experience with it, right? But like, so for PG2, I kind of just did my own thing. I, I just, you know, I just, I, I played basically on Talishar on my own. And I, the and problem did very is, fucking well, by the way. Yeah, it was all right. It was all right. But like, <laughs> if you, if you test on your own, you can't actually do everything on your own. And there's just no way you can, because there's so many matchups and so many decks and so many things that you can't, you just have to just accept what like the group think is on everything. And that's actually one of the things in Flesh and Blood that I think I've, been good at is not just accepting what the group think is about things like people just uh believe something to be true like because they heard it on a podcast or something mm. and then the whole community just believes it and it mm. just like kind of is considered true and then when you actually test some of the assumptions that people have you're like oh it's not true people just accepted that this was true at some point and then since we've talked about Arsenal oh. pass, love you, Hayden, and I'll, I'll pass you in a sec. But all I want to say was, I remember think, listening to a Arsenal pass guide, or them saying like this is the way to do something. I'm like, wait, that doesn't sound right. But then I'm like, wait, is that them big brain saying that so that the masses do that because they're not doing it? Like, why would they, as competitive players, give the best source on the open oh, podcast? For sure. Do you understand what I'm saying? They I immediately got that. I don't. By the way. You don't need to give you like you get it. You got to be a YouTuber, content creator, entertainer, separate to a pro player. Like you yeah, can't just I agree. put your deck out. They there, need right? to like you you, you. you there is a line to walk. <laughs> um, but like I remember, it was before UK Nationals, right? Like um, the week before UK Nationals last mm. year, someone played. Uh, it was like a bit of a disaster. Someone like me and Tarek had been working on this deck, um, this uh, this Cheerios Briar deck, like and trying to keep it really close to our chest and like. I'd still needed to get in tons of games against people because like my nationals was coming up first and Tarek wasn't even planning on playing his nationals, right? Um, and we were trying to keep it secret. Um, and there's more shindiggery here. I love that the, the testing, the testing uh, skullduggery occurs. It's where the you know? drama is. Yeah. <laughs> and so like I was trying to keep, we were trying to keep this list uh, pretty close to our chest, but like I needed to get games in against people. So like I try and get people to swear to secrecy before we play. I'd be like, listen, you know, I'm happy if you play this in your nationals in a, in a couple of weeks time, right? But we're trying to keep it secret. Like, because like as soon as you play that bride deck with someone, you just smash them, just smash them. And you know people found answers to how to beat that bride deck later on. But like 
for the uninitiated, for the unprepared, you just got rolled. Like it would it would be really awkward because if I tried to play games with like, you know, random people, you just murder them like three games in a row. And then they'd be like, oh, any chance I could get that lit? And you just leave the, you delete the game and delete your deck and just like disappear <laughs> off into the night, you know? Because it was just like, it didn't take long for people to like, I remember like the classic was like, you play against someone and they'd be like, oh man, you did 16 damage without pitching a card. That's really lucky a hand. And then you just do it five times in a row again. And they'd be like, hold on, something's happening here. You know? But it's so like, the list got passed to someone that got passed to someone that played it and then top forward uh, a battle hardened, I think it was, or they were called something else back then. I don't remember. Maybe they were called pro quests or. Yeah. Yeah. There was, yeah. yeah. They got the, I think Brendan Patrick also top forward playing like a, like a, an earth Briar deck. Mm. And I remember that week of, on the Arsenal Pass podcast, I'm driving up to my nationals listening to this podcast where I'm planning to play this Briar deck. Right. And I'm just like, like I'm, I'm, I'm waiting and I'm waiting for them to talk about this Briar deck, right? Because at some point they're going to talk about him making the top four. And I'm like, please don't tell everyone this Briar My Briar deck's absolutely absurd. Like, please, 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 please. And like they brushed over it and they were like, oh yeah, look like they had some interesting cards. And then they go on to talk about his deck. And I'm like, thank God. <laughs> thank God they don't just be like this. That's because they were probably still planning to play it, right? Well, I, I don't know how much they knew at that point, you know, but like, because, you know, they, they aren't, all knowing, all seeing, all, no, no. you know, they, they, they're, they're humans, you know, and like I might have, you know, maybe I'm, you know, um, I'm faulting them here, but like today, but like, you know, they're, they're still reasonable guys and, you know. I'm very good players. And like, really yeah. solid players, but they yeah. don't know everything, you know, everyone has blind spots. I like, that's like I said, you need, yes. there's so much information to digest and process that like. Which is why teams make sense. Yeah, is what you're that's saying. why you need people to, whose opinion you can be like. I just have to follow this guy's opinion because there's no way I can test everything, you know? Mm. If my friend that plays loads, if you if you who play loads of Dory, be like, oh no, the Dory Older matchup is just rough. There's nothing you can do about it. This is why I know that. I kind of just have to say, okay, cool. You're going to have more information than me and I need to accept that. And that saves me so much time and energy. And finding it out. Yeah. 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 I think um, to touch on to, like you say, teams. Why teams? Uh, do a team, come on. A big... <laughs> Team. Team. <laughs> a, a big reason, right, comes from magic. Okay, we, you know, I was around when these big, they called them super teams, mm. you know, Channel Fireball, Pantheon, and these huge teams. Now, that wasn't just all about sharing information. The way magic was structured when it came to taking care of your teammates. See, you said, why would you want to do this Conceding in a one on one game? Exactly. Yeah. Why would you want to do this in a one-on-one sport? Why would you want to go into a t into a big tournament with 20 of your teammates when you can possibly compete against each other? These teams took care of each other, John. Mm. Okay, they scooped to but each other. But still, they, they, no, they're no, just not it, as big. You yeah. can't do it in fab as much because there's no IDing. Yeah. There's no intentional drawing. You can, to a certain extent, but not like Magic. Magic, you could really manipulate things. And these big teams did. They did. Okay, that's mm. what it was all about, first and foremost. So that's where a lot of the history comes from. And I think the reason, I think the way how James White has, um, there's no IDs in fab. I think if you saw, ID, if you could get points from a draw in fab, you'd I see more oh draws. God, yeah. we'd yeah. see big super teams. There's, 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 Is that, come on, Matt. Yeah, that's no, kind of true. No, there's pluses and minuses to, to there being well, draws. Well, now the draws are like worse than a loss, right? Because draws just feel fucking Terrible, in but fab. then people I use them as hate. punishments. I fucking hate drawing in flesh and blood. Oh my god, I drew myself out of uh the battle hardened last weekend and I, I, I took a draw in UK nationals as well. And it's like 
It's like when you take a draw in a game that like like given like one more turn cycle you would have won. It just feels so disastrously terrible. It's just so abhorrent because you're like, oh my god. I, and especially when draws give elo because it's like when I have mm. uh, like I have you know I just have really high elo right. If someone draws against me, they get more elo than I would get for winning. You know, like they farm me for like fifteen elo. Uh, like if we draw. What's weird to me is, so you're playing um, let's say Oldham into Viz. Yep. The Viz is on one life, Oldham's on 14. Yeah. <laughs> and the Viz has four cards left. Yeah. <laughs> and then the time runs out. Yeah. And then they do a draw. I mean- You're like, there is no world where the Viz wins. Yeah. So why are we drawing? Like, why isn't there a judge checking game state and going- I mean, they can't They can't just assign a win, right? But But, but, but if that's the case, like- Look, first of all, there's there's this whole thing, and I'm guilty of it. I've never done it, but I hate playing into Oldham. So if you're like fatiguing me and we're getting close to time, I'm very tempted to just let it draw because I feel like you'd, I fucking hate your deck, right? But you're clearly winning. That's the only reason I want to punish you for it. Like, what's even the solution there? You're supposed to call time on people early. Like, <sighs> this, like, slow play is such a really. People act like it's binary and that, like, oh, if your opponent's playing slow, just call a judge. But, like, judging in slow play is actually so impossibly difficult mm. to judge because judges have so much going on. You know, they've got calls all around. They can't just sit there and watch. And, you know, if there is a judge watching you for slow play, your opponent's just going to play a bit quicker. And even if they're doing it on purpose or not, like, the judge can't sit around for... The whole time. The whole time just to make sure that your old mirror is played quickly. And, and, and there's a lot of matchups in Flesh and Blood where what would be considered by a judge a reasonable pace of play... Is slow. Is not fast enough for you to finish the matchup. You know, if you're taking a minute to think about and play out your turn each turn cycle, like, and you're playing an older mirror, that's not it. Like, we're not getting it done here, you know? Like, we need to be slamming, you know? We need to just boom, boom, boom. We need to both be playing, like, almost unreasonably quickly yeah. um, to get the job done. Like, like you could play at a pace that a judge could never give you a slow play warning for, and it still wouldn't be quick enough to finish the game. And, you know, you could argue that's a problem with, uh, you know, how some decks or how the format or the game is made, but, like, it's kind of just a situation where like draws are somewhat inevitable. And especially in this format, there's like quite a few matchups that can come to draws like regular, relatively often, like in the top four of the battle hardened this weekend, there was two, the, the two semifinals were an Olden mirror and Olden versus Dromai. Um, and I was sat watching these games with Isaac Croup and we were taking bets on how long the games would take to finish. Right. And it was like 35 minutes in, right. And we were like, I reckon, uh, I reckon we got 17 more minutes in this Droma versus Olden matchup. I reckon the Olden matchup, the other Olden mirror will finish first. They both went 80 minutes. Yeah, I heard there was like, a, I heard there was a two hour long game. I, I don't know about a two hour long game. I don't know if it was the Battle Hardened or some other. It event. might have been in Columbus that, mm. that happened, I think. But like, there was, and it was, there was almost a horror story. There was really almost a horror story. There was, so there's the, the Olden mirror and the Droma, they both took about 80 minutes to finish, right? And uh, the drone I got fatigued, and then it's an older mirror that came right to the end, like four cards. But I I realized something horrific at some point, right? Because there's these two older decks that are playing. They're both playing uh, Winter's Whale, which was a bit of a strange choice. I thought I I, I prefer Sledge in the matchup, but like you know, it was uh, I don't know the names of the players, but I think they both have calling a Nationals top eights between them. So they're clearly thinking players. You know, they clearly had some reason to play uh, Winter's Whale, but. When your decks are really small and you're on very low life with Winter's Well, 
you if if all you're doing you only have like four random blues like if all you're doing every turn is swinging the winter's well um then you're just you know you go pitcher blue crown rampart earth react swing the whale and then the opponent goes crown rampart earth react and then you swing the whale and the opponent goes it can crown. actually loop and it's perpetual yeah. yeah and i'm looking and i'm like i don't know the i go to the judges and i'm like judge i don't know the exact content of the deck it mostly is just as a you know just to let them know that there could be a serious problem you know there was like judge i don't know the exact contents of the deck but i believe that we're real close real close to the perpetual draw on an 80 minute game and they're like, no, please. <laughs> please, no. Because in an untimed top eight... Yeah, yes. what happens then? Uh, they were like, I, I've got to check the rules, but I think they said... Yeah, because you can't intentionally draw. Yeah, but what happens... It's... Okay, so... What I believe the answer is... Play another one? You play another one. Oh, fuck. Man. Yeah, like... <laughs> it's like, and what if it happens again? Imagine, you've played for 160 well, you minutes. You're almost three hours deep into this match, and you, you draw again. You hope someone puts sledge in after that, right? Yeah, yeah. But so I don't think they had Sledge in their list. No, but I guess if you're playing again, you can't change your deck, can you? Well, I guess you could represent a different. You have to, you still side. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know. know. I know Dromai has a has a perpetual draw. Um, if you, if, if Dromai mirror. Yeah. And you only have invokes. Yeah. It can be tough. Because there's no weapon. If you've got, oh, no, well, ash. Not if you've got no If you've got no ash, yeah. No, no, it's not about that. If, if my turn one is four invokes, I Arsenal pass, draw and invoke. Your turn one. <laughs> Do the same because you can't pitch into anything, right? Because there's no weapon. There's nothing to pitch into to create <laughs> oh, that's ash. Good, that's true. So yeah. if you, if you both draw five uh, invokes in a row, there's no. Oh yeah, I guess you have mage master boots as well. But if you don't, if you don't play, if you just have, a, plays that, I think it's usually phantasmal. Right? Oh, I think a lot of people play mage master boots yeah. tome. People okay. have that. People have that in their deck. But like, you're that right. Does, yeah, it could happen. It, no, it's it's possible. It's yeah, crazy. that's hilarious. You just like turn two. You like show your hand and so they show I, theirs I and you're like, oh, this happened. It was Bolton into Dromite. Okay, but yeah. They they both decked each other out. They had two cards left. The drama had two invokes, no ash, no ash, and what? Why couldn't the Bolton? They had they well, had the sword that does no Raiden. damage and two cards that yeah, they just had Raiden. Did nothing. Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> um, it's hilarious. And it, it ended up that one player still had a pummel in his deck. Um, okay, and and it turned out that actually he shouldn't have gone for the pummel because he had to like block with his one of his earth cards, I think, to mm. just survive to be able to get the pummel off. Um, and then the opponent knew he had the pummel, so overblocked and p- to play around it. Um, and then he didn't have an earth card, so he couldn't do the loop and then lost because of it. Yes. So it should actually have gone to a perpetual loop, I believe. But because... Someone got greedy. Well, he, I think, he, to be fair, to be fair, he was just looking for the win. He was looking to try and find the win, right? Mm. And and you can't really you can't really fault someone for not wanting to... To draw, yeah. Yeah, and, and if you think you can find the win, I, I think, you know, you want to try and play for the win, right? I can't I can't fault him for yeah. that. But, yeah, it, but that it's late, like, you've seen it's the crazy that, like, you can play an 18-minute game and it draws and then you play it again. You know? Like... That's wild. Yeah, that's wild. The thing is, the game's so new that these things, when they happen, then rules will be changed. Yeah. And and for, uh, you hope, maybe even this podcast, I'll, I'll link it to someone at LSS to like think about that as a, maybe think about how the rules work. Yeah, and it's like... Because a judge should be able to enforce a rule, at, even if it says in that scenario where there's a perpetual loop, the judge should be able to force a draw. Because it was getting to the point, right, where like... But wait, what happens? So what happens, It's it's, you're in the top four. Yeah. And two people draw. Do the other people automatically go first, second? No, well, no. When you when you draw, like if you draw in an untimed round, it's not it's not technically a draw. It's it's it's, it's a game with no result because the game can't finish. It's not a draw. Yeah. So who? So but so neither of those players should be able to win the tournament anymore. Well, they, I think no. We, they just play again. They just play you again. get a result. They just restart the game. 
I believe. But you could argue, right, you yeah. could you could make the argument that because a draw is functionally a loss, yeah, and neither of I'm these saying. players was able to they win, both lost. they they so both the lost. Other you table could argue, and gets one and two, so there's one less game to be well, played. No, so well, they play again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it should just result in whoever yeah. wins. That oh, whoever table wins, the, whoever it's wins now the yeah. finals. I mean, I don't know what the right solution would be. That, but like, that is to me, that's the solution because like, I don't feel like you should ever win off a draw. That would be silly. Like there's. There's some, you know, there is some potential issue there, right? Where or it's like it goes by seed. Like if it's seventh played fifth and they drew, yeah. fifth plays first. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like because you would already Ooh. perform. Yeah, you just better. go. You just like no, no. Because remember, that's how Fab rankings work. Because yeah. it goes by who right. you. Well, won. so the two draws and the loss. But then there is an whoever has higher seed of those gets the. Yeah. But then because, the higher seed will be playing Fab for the draw. Actually, works. Yeah. Like it, it counts yeah. who it matches you with. Is uh, yeah. But then the higher seed player will play for the draw. If they know that the draw is effectively a win. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong, but like it's that, difficult to play to a, a perpetual draw. It's pretty difficult to play to that. It I, only I, works I with Wales. This now. Just it, only, it only works in the older mirror if you play Wales. So like, it's really <laughs> difficult to get to there. No, but, no, like I said, there's other there's other matches that can result in. Yeah. Uh, Bolton's someone that can draw. Yeah, don't see too many Boltons in Battle Hard and Top 4s though these no. days. So. Well, you also shouldn't. Are we going to see a breakout Bolton deck of worlds? It, guaranteed to get you laid. That's all I'm saying, you know? Hey, Josh, Josh Lau's swimming in it. Yeah. He's fighting <laughs> them off with a bloody Yeah, he's fighting them off with a stick. How, how good's the legendary for Bolton? You see that guy? Uh, the. Is that like a. Erinus Prayer? It's like a gem thing? Yeah. No, uh, it's a. No, not it's a, a gem. No, it's an, it's an aura. It's an item. It's so a all, all it says is if this was going to go in your soul, instead put it in the field. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then yeah. you can play Luminous at instant speed. Gains your action points. It just it just means you don't need to run Snapdragons or you need less cards in your soul. Yeah, yeah it means you, you don't break soul. the V of the Vanguard chain. Mm. Okay, so you, you can go V into Luminous. Oh, and then that I and mean, gain three. I mean, you really points. are living the dream if you go V Luminous, right? Oh yeah, That's yeah. You're doing point. like yeah. doing a little like. Uh, <laughs> or oh, each sword swinging for seven. Oh, wait, you, no wait. Does that mean that does V affect? It says uh, it only says how many cards you charge this turn, right? Yeah. So if you charge one, the rest of the attacks get oh, plus but, one. But I'm thinking like. When it hits the cards going to your soul, they don't add more lumina of no, just triggers. It just means your swords will be coming in for an extra Whatever one or you, two, depending on how much you pitched into V. It's big. I mean, yeah, that is big. That's that actually, like, that's like lethal. The only problem is that's one card in the deck, but that's like huge. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I mean, you're going to see most of your deck with Bolton. I don't know as a if that gets it there because the problem is not so much like the power of the combo, but like it's getting there, getting there consistently. So, Kasai has the same issue. Getting getting to the combo, you'll win, but it's surviving to get there. With yeah, still cards. And I mean, Kasai head, yeah. has more game without the combo than yes. than I think you know combo yes. Bolton. There's some good raw damage on Kasai. Yeah, you can just play the game. You see the um, Prism Invoke, the Suraya. Yeah, I was like, well, well, what is this? Where? Why are they giving it's us Prism cards? Dude. No, but like, why are we getting Prism cards? Living Legend format, have baby. You, we no, don't no, have no, Prism. No. Have you not watched my interview with James Wyatt? No, no, no. I it came out. I was going to watch it Next this morning. Year. Next year. Confirmed, 100%. What? Prism and Chain. No, well, oh. that's not 100% what Light he said. Light Illusionist, Shadow Rune Blade, next year. Next year. Your, your yeah. decks will be relevant, that's what he said. He said they actually... So he said this before, but he specifically said part of their um, company... It policy. won't be Chain again and Prism again. There'll be new heroes. I think it's Prism and Chain again. Like what? Starvo Treatment. Like yeah, but different... Yeah, oh, no, versions. no, it won't be. Yeah, of course. Of course. They're going to... Listen, Prism needs a bit of a rewrite. Like... and. Uh, Here's my point. They don't want you to have spent money on a deck. And then never and be able to use it. They, they literally said that we, we will rush them now. You will get them next year. Like he said, the minute they allowed, we already put in plan when they're coming out. 
Yeah. Yeah. So the Living Legend format's going to exist. That's fine. But they will have a Shadow Runeblade and a Light Illusionist next year. Okay. That's, I mean, yeah. It just feels weird to, it you, feels weird for cards to drop that are unplayable in CC. But it, but I think it's, it's they always do this in subsets. You know, they like, drop stuff that's just not relevant yet. Yeah, true. Like the Brute card's completely unplayable. You know what I mean? 100%. Completely Look, unplayable. You, you spoke about not only are you Pro Tour winner, yep. former England national champion, you're also a coach. Uh, yeah, I do. I've actually been... Can you use air quotes when you say that? Hey, <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, biggest testimonial here. Okay, Matt did help me prepare somewhat for our nationals mm. um, and confidence because something you said right at the start, you know, you looked at John in the eye and you said, if I play Dory, I'm beating you. No matter how good you are at the deck, <laughs> give me I'm a, beating give me, you. Give me like a week. Um, but yeah, but, that, but that's what I mean, like yeah. mindset. And one thing you challenged me on is because I'm like, no, nah, I want to play Bolt and I want to play Rhino. And you're just like, right, Timmy, fuck that off. You need to play Briar. And I'm like, I can't do it, Matt. I've never played a room blade. I don't have the brain for it. I've got no reps in. I've only got two weeks. And you're like, no, you can fucking do it. You're doing it. This is the better choice. Back yourself. Learn the deck. And I went 3-0 in the first three rounds. You did? And I fucking, like, I legit had, you know, didn't think that was possible. And I beat, all the players I beat were better than me on paper. But I beat them with that confidence. Mm. So how important do you think that is, not only to the minutia, the deck building, the testing, the teams, how important is that attitude of, you know, I'm going to win, I'm going to back myself, instilling that confidence, you know, do you think good players out there lack confidence It would be better if they had it? Or how, you know? I think there's like a ton of mental aspects to flesh and blood, right? Mm. Like there's a ton of aspects of like, like mindset that, that are really difficult to work on and like like really like having the best possible mindset like changes completely how you're going to do in events because it's not just like it's not just like confidence right you also have to be able to deal with a lot of pressure in 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 high stakes situations you need to you need to be motivated and focused to prepare enough you need to be able to avoid distractions and and you need to be able to cut away the things that aren't relevant when when you know that they're not you need to have good networking skills. You need to have good players around you who can also help you. Um, like, you need to to be able to bounce back from losses well. You know, you need to, like, not tilt too much. Like, there's so many different aspects to the mental game. And, like, one thing I think that, that, that people don't necessarily focus on enough is actually, like, thinking about that as a skill that you can improve. Yes. You know? Like, I saw something last weekend, and uh, I'm going to throw them under the bus. Because, um, like, those things are mistakes. Yes. Like, if you take losses incorrectly, it's a mistake. Like, you're giving away your win rate in the long run. Something you can control. Yeah, exactly. Like, because, like, like I, like, one of my, like, proudest moments in Flesh and Blood, which is really weird to say, is when I lost the finals of the Battle Hardened Leeds. Because, like, that's a decently sized match, you know? Like, you get a PT, well, we already got the PTI, right? But you get the gold foil um, and a bit of money and it's you get to be the winner. Too. Exactly, yeah. you get to be the winner. And I, and I lost that game in a game I think I got, you know, pretty unlucky in. And like, but like, it's really easy to just say, oh, I got unlucky, whatever, move on. But like, I, I took that loss and, and I made sure that as soon as, and I tried to make it a process whenever I lose a high stakes match, because there's a lot of, like, a lot of negative feelings can come with losing a match that you care about the result of, because you really want to win and you're trying your hardest and you care because we all, we all fucking care, you know, like, that's why we've traveled halfway across the fucking world to play this game because we care. And like when you lose a match that you really care about, it's really easy to be frustrated and upset. Um, and like I lost this match and instead of being frustrated or annoyed or just, I just sat there, 
I look through my opponent's graveyard. I look through my graveyard. I commit all the turns of the game to memory. Think about all the spots I could have changed my uh, decisions or thought differently or played around something um, and try to logically understand the game. Mm. And then as soon as I've done that, I just say, good game, man. You played really well. Congratulations. You know, and then just felt really okay with the situation. And it's like taking an L like an absolute boss. I was like, that's like, that's something I'm really happy with because when I can lose well and productively, like even in situations where it's not necessarily like easy to lose. Yes. Like that's really good. Like the finals of anything. You know? Yeah. And like, so, so this weekend I was in Denver. Mm. Um, How was that? How was the event? Uh, it was a good time in Denver. It was a good time. The flesh and blood wasn't great for me. Um, I, I got, I drew myself out of the battle hardened, which was really frustrating. Um, kind of my fault. I like, it's a game where I should win and I, I played at a, a reasonable pace, but like I should have just been slamming cards, you know, mm. just really like really rushing through to make sure we can finish the game as quickly as possible. Um, and, uh, but I made the top eight of the, the PTI event on the Sunday. I got knocked by out, out by Isaac Crute. It was rough. It was rough. Never like, heard of him. <laughs> yeah, we had like uh, player two and three in the world on, on ELO. Um, nice. Yeah. A lot of people use that as a warm up for worlds. Yeah, yeah. We had so there's a lot of good players there. A lot of good players there. And uh, but like, so I, I lose my quarterfinal, and I'm I'm pretty okay with it. I'm like, good luck in the top four, Isaac. You know. But I can hear this person just going off behind me, just complaining. Oh man, you got so lucky. You're just drawing it off the top, man. <laughs> God, I wish I could be as lucky as you. You know. And I'm just like, <laughs> sounds familiar. And I'm like, what the who? What the who is this guy? His favorite. <laughs> who is this guy? I turn around. It's Philip McKay. I'm like, bro, what the hell? <laughs> like, just you know, just just say congratulations. You know, don't don't take the glory away from your opponent. That's how Phil is in our armories. We're yeah, used to I, it. I know. <laughs> I mean, you beat him in blitz. He'll say that it's fine. I know it's crazy. I'm like, and I'm no, but like, I genuinely believe that you're making yeah. a mistake by doing that. Yeah, because what you do is like, you're giving away your own agency mm. over the game. You know, like when you think like that, you you give away your ability to actually think yeah. about controlling your own destiny, and like just because you just blame luck, you just blame oh, you know, bullshit. You know. If you actually just accept it and own it and say, oh, it just took the loss, you know, and like... By the way, it doesn't have to feel good. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, but like also once you... I feel like once you accept it... I mean, when you take when you take bad losses and it is your fault, it hurts. You how, know? How, out of 10, how... How, how, how uh, tilted was he? How tilted was he? Oh, he was going off. <laughs> I honestly almost had to turn around and like... Was this on stream? Uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I watched oh, it was, the stream. Oh, right, so that was that was. Oh, camera, it's recorded. It? It's eternal it's, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was salty. Yeah, oh shit, um, I'm watching that. Tonight, oh yeah, so I'm because sure. I'm I'm sat behind him. I'm, I I lost my fire, I lost my game. By the way, the like, fire just demolished. Oh yeah, he did get you know he, very he drew, lucky. Yes, it was yeah. not a close game, but like <laughs> so I I'm I'm sat there watching. Uh, I was watching the League of Legends World Semifinals. I'm like, bro, you just keep it down a bit. You're like trying to watch the game here, bro. Like because it was. Uh, me and my friends are big Gen G fanboys. Okay. Um, with Apple, well, how'd they go? They lost the semifinals. Like I just got knocked out of the battle hardened, and I was like, "That's okay. I'll watch. I'll watch my team win." You know, and they lose, and I'm like, "I just can't take it anymore." <laughs> and then you've got Phil, <laughs> and then and, and, and then I'm like, "You know what? Now I'm tilted as well, Phil." <laughs> um, and it's like, uh, yeah, I think like there's so many aspects that like you actually do need to do work on on, on how you approach the game mentally, yeah. and like I certainly have massive leaks in that regard, like. My technical play is is my biggest weakness. I think yeah. like I'm I regularly miss things like my own triggers, my opponent's triggers, like stuff that like like and and you I'm sure you know anyone who knows anything about me knows that like I've got in trouble in the past for sloppy technical play, right? Um, like that comes to my detriment regularly. You know where like I'll miss a trigger, I'll you know 
you know, I'll be so like thinking so deep into like what play I'm going to make. I just forget to do the stupid easy shit. Yeah. And then like. Like a tunic. Yeah. Just a yeah. tunic or, or like even a, there's just a small thing, you know? And like. Yeah. I think funnily enough, um, I'm good friends with Phil. Yeah. One thing he maybe doesn't vocalize well enough. He, he's pretty much committed to not play afterwards. Oh, really? Because he's an incredibly good deck brewer. Mm-hmm. Um, very good coach. Like he, he definitely has a very good grasp on getting other people with better temperaments wins. Yeah. I'm serious. But he's open about that. He's even said it on the podcast. Like yeah. he sees himself more as a coach than a player. Playing doesn't suit him. He's played since he was a kid mm-hmm. and he doesn't feel like but I think that's part of it is his personality. He whatever it is, whether he's mass driven or whatever, when he sees like super like if if in his head because, you know, I know it happens in poker. You know that it's like a 5.6% chance they draw the, the fourth jack yep. and then they draw it. It's very hard to accept that. But but the point that it was 5.6% means there was a chance. Yeah. And, and five times out of 100 is going to fucking hit you in the face. Yep. But he does definitely struggle with that. He definitely can't. He hates losing to the maths, like to, yep. to the variance, to off the top. But I yep. think he, like what I'm saying is, and he'll he'll hear this anyway, so I'm saying it to him. If you can if you can find a way around that, you will just perform better. Do you know what I mean? Like you can acknowledge that you have a problem with it, but acknowledging it and doing something about it will get you further than acknowledging it and not playing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's not not playing out of salt. He just wants to focus on being a coach. Like he wants a team and he wants to be the coach and the deck brewer and like he feels like he can make the de- best deck in the world, but he's not the best player. Which is fair to him. If he can do that, if he can focus on that, talking about teams, he would make a great teammate if he's not competing with anyone because his pure focus is how do I get Paul to win this event? Do you oh, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That's great. That's I, I want to make it clear because yeah. I guess like you said, he'll listen. I don't mean to flame you. Because <laughs> like, I, I realize my, my appearance on this podcast is just going to be like an hour long. People no, no, no. Like, Man, he, that he, Matt guy was just flaming everyone. He'll be on Phil's the podcast a cool guy. Like I like a week. Phil. He'll flame I you like right Phil. back. It's fine. Um, he's a great guy. Good, very good guy. Yeah. yeah, like same thing. He he's extremely generous with his time and info. Like if he thinks he's got the best deck, he'll still talk to you about it. He'll still, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he he helps us all. Like, um, yeah, yeah. And, and I and I actually yeah. um, I, I said earlier that I'm still looking for some snatches. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> what I, color? Uh, red ones this time. Okay, yeah, the normal ones. You know? I mean, they'll be easier to get at a vendor. Um, Probably, yeah. I yeah. can hunt for you. Uh, I'll be all right. But like, I'm I, I'm down the line of looking at snatches because. Because Phil was playing them this weekend, you know, uh, in in, in his Icelander yes. deck, exactly, exactly. Oh, there you go. And yeah. he said he was really enjoying them. And yes. I, I played them a little bit before, um, and they were all right. But then I just move on to other things. And Phil was like, "Oh, the snatches were powerhouses for me this weekend. Like really good into fire, really good into Alden." And I'm like, "I'm just gonna have to. I'm gonna have to put a bit more time into that one." Well, I give and, you an example. Uh, the Dory deck I played. Um, I went to Singapore first. Did pretty shit. It had Unified Decree and and Sharp Eye. Right? Yeah. I didn't like Unified Decree cut it for Pro Tour and then went 6-2 in CC, only yep. losing to Oldham's, which is fucking crazy at that level, right? I'm going to expose myself here. I don't know what Unified Decree does. Unified Decree, no one, it's the crew attack reaction that no one really plays, but it's pay two, give the weapon plus three, and then it says, banish the top card of your deck. If it's a attack reaction, you can play it this chain. Oh, right? okay, yep. So you pretty much want to know what's at the top before yep. you play it, which I don't really play well that way. Like I... Because you play eye in the deck and stuff. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Just got to check my a point few is, cheeky foils in there, then you know. <laughs> Get some of those cold, cold foils you got. My you point know? is, he built that deck. Yep. And it went very well. Yeah. 
Now, the reason I wasn't playing Worlds, I said this when you came in, I didn't earn it. I was I was 9-5 at Pro Tour. Other 9-5s got a PTI. I didn't because That's a shame. I, I was lower on the bracket, right? And I felt like Dory can't win it, so I didn't. And I'm not that good at drafts. I thought, no. I was testing Dromai out, thinking if I can get the older matchup down pat, I will play Worlds. I didn't like playing Dromai that way with the yeah. fatigue engine. I didn't like it. Phil sent me a list a few days ago. He goes, man, I built this Dory list. It actually shits on Oldham. No one knows how to play against it. Try it. I'm going, this can't work. He goes, try it. Jumped on Talishar three games in a row versus Oldham's. Beat them all. Yeah, I saw you were you were looking for Oldham's, right? Yeah. And they just kept, they kept oh, yeah. leaving. People keep, no, no, but they jump in. Viscera. I'm like, dude, did you read the title of the game? Yes. Restart. Go again. Same Viscera guy. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I thought you didn't care. I'm like, just buddy. one levy a player. Just, just, just absolutely griefing you. It's like six times in a row, man. So you think this is the source, this deck? Well, because t- this doesn't land to Do you wish you were playing Worlds? No. Okay. But I'll pl- listen, man, I'm happy to fucking win a calling. It's oh, fun. for I'm sure. I'm play the calling. Are uh, you going to play this deck do you know, in the Do you know what's in the deck? Finals Fighting Spirit Red. Yeah. Um, going, going full Michael Hamilton on that? Yeah, Wounding, wounding Bull. Wounded yep. Bull, whatever it's called. Is that the new tech? You just put far, you take a bad deck and you just put those two cards in it and then you've got uh, a great deck. No, no, but into Oldham, I can still swing my weapon. Yep. I can still do all that, but I can also block... Arsenal and just wounded ball for eight. It's pretty good. And it works because suddenly the Oldham's in a position where they have to block with two cards, which they never have to do with the sword swing because the sword swing is like crown, rampart. They don't give a fuck about the sword. And all your cards can't be used efficiently, right, at that point? But that's the thing. Yeah. The the raw output of my deck, I've said this many times, Dory has the worst raw output in their cards. Yeah. I need counters to make my deck overrate. Yeah. But you can't get counters against Oldham. But suddenly if I have one card that does eight and I have six of them or whatever, like the sevens and yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, over the course of Plus a game. Plus the final fighting spirit heals me because I'm usually lower life. Yep. Suddenly I, I see enough attack uh, defense reactions done by Oldham. Then you go in for more sword swings and double. Okay, like, it, it works. It allows you to like build towards the end game that you're trying to set up. I need him within killing range. So he has to yep. throw cards at me. I usually, you just never get there. Yeah, and you spend four cards to try and get a counter, and he just unmovables or staunches. And that's you tight. Just, I mean, that's yeah. kind of the same vibe that you run the Wunderbulls and and stuff in Icelander. Yes. Because like, well, even if they're blocking out those attacks and just like blocking everything, you're, like the fact you're that winning you're getting the four trade. for eight, uh, two yeah. cards for eight damage, like you're winning tempo, you're winning value yeah. over those over those and, turn and cycles. And I was beating the Oldhams with like ten life to spare. Nice. Now. Am I going to win every older match? No, but at least I can. This is the Gives problem angle, with yeah. Dory. Gives it felt like I couldn't, at least. And also, the big trick was Pro Tour. I didn't sideboard once. In any matchup? <laughs> didn't sideboard. That's crazy. Not even Null Rune. <laughs> I'm like, bring it. Now, I would have sideboarded it to Icelanders and Kanos. Just didn't yeah. hit, hit any. All the aggro matches, no sideboard. Just submit 60 cards and uh, no equipment. No, uh-huh. I, I had like Oasis Respite and stuff. I just oh, didn't okay. use it. That's fair, that's fair. Um, so oh, and does that mean you just misbuilt your deck or you, just, you no, had no, the perfect I, deck I was feasting on aggro okay, yeah, I fair. was Viscerai, Briar, Fi, Dash they were my like they're not easy but again people don't know how to play those into they they would sideboard wrong into it when a Fi puts in D reacts their deck is shit a little bit that, little like bit. that's how it felt like they couldn't do and anyway um, yeah, it's that kind of thinking where it's not I've never seen a I've never seen a yeah, uh, Dory play. So now I also I have a shit ton more poppers into Dromai, which is a very hard matchup. Yeah, for me. match. You think? Yeah. Well, like, when they play it correctly. Yes. Okay. You just. By the way, if you want to beat Dory as Dromai, summon no dragons for the first cycle. That's the trick. All you do is block, de-react, pu- put your dragons to the bottom, make Bill ash. Smash, yeah. 
And then in one turn, you're going to bring out two Chromos, two Asvalis, and just fucking kill me because I can't deal with four. Like, I can deal with two. You can't deal with four. Never give me Ashwings. Don't fucking, don't make the mistake of giving Adori Ashwings. It's stupid. Just don't give me anything to feast on. Yeah, because you, you farm Dawnblade counters off dragons, right? Yes. Oh, God. Yeah, which. Yeah, because I guess if. if so you, it's fine if you, if you give me four targets, I'm fucked. If you play, <laughs> if you I, keep playing dragons throughout the first cycle, then you're just going to get up ten. to. Yeah, you're like up. But oh, if you I'm give on, me none, yeah. and all you're doing is literally, um, if you see a center pie or a yeah. ember more, swing with it and pass. A little, That's sweep, it. little sweeping yeah, blow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little but mainly you're put, you're having D-reacts to yeah. just stop my, like also D-reacts are Dory's bane of existence. Like I spend three, four cards to get my Dawnblade, try and go over yeah. your attack. If you just staunch it, it's yeah. over. Yeah. No, very good. Um, Should yeah. I be playing Wounding Bull in Briar? <laughs> no, so Bri- but Briar doesn't have. Good question. I don't think so. I don't think so. What we're saying is, see, Briar already the card values. You have the attacks. Yeah. Yes. Well, Dory, it's one for three. Everything's three. My attack reaction's three. Three is a shit number in Fab. They're very easy to play around. Yeah. Yeah, that's the issue. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Wounded Bull is the new tech. No, 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 no. But my deck needs that higher rate. Yeah, I can, to, to I can even see it. have a chance. In the same way as Icelander, it makes a lot of sense. It's really smart. Yeah, yeah. it's really smart. He's very good. He's very good. And and it, it might be better to have someone like that in the community that's purely focused on this. Like you know what I mean? If you yeah. can hyper focus on just tech and brewing and getting very good players in, and it's your name on the team, it's not a bad place to be. Yeah, and and like I said, so the original point was like there's so many different aspects of like like mental game mm. that like you do need to work on um and that like i think i'm like decent at a lot of those things um like like when i look back at the pro tour like one thing that i'm really really happy with is because i think i really i played really really well in the top eight i think mm. um like i made uh one really costly mistake with um with losing my channel mount heroic just forget my channel. Like, do all the work. Get the third, uh, the the triple Earth card in my pitch to get my channel around a third time. Then just forget the trigger and throw it in the bin. Right? Just classic like technical mistakes that cost me massively. Right? But my situation in that game was was so fine that it, it didn't really matter. But like, yep. um, but like, apart from that, like I think I played the top eight really cleanly. Like, like one aspect was like I think I did a great job of just. Like zoning out all of the stuff around the game, you know, yeah. because like if you actually logically think about what you're doing in that moment, like you're like, oh, actually, no, wait, there's like twenty grand on the line. I'm playing in front of like a thousand people online who are like desperate for me to make some stupid mistake so they can hate me. There's like a hundred people watching. Like my yeah. mom's watching at home. Like yeah, like you could mess up at any moment. It's like it's really quite stressful, right? But like I think I just like and I was really. I was really grateful uh, that they had uh, noise cancelling yes. happens. Smart. Because like, as long as you just looked at your opponent and, and just thought exclusively about the game, it was like we were in our own little bubble. Yeah. Like it was it was easier to focus than like yes. even just a normal game when you're playing out. Yeah, because you can hear. Yeah, because you, you can got, hear Phil raging. And yeah, you got Phil <laughs> raging. You got Shamir, my opponent in the semifinals. He's a classic in the UK. No matter where you are, you can hear him talking yes, to his opponent yeah. just no matter what, what table you're on. He's just there just going off and you're like, I just... <laughs> I, I am, despite being quite a talkative and loud person outside of the game, like I'm, I'm a very quiet person when I play. Yeah. Um, I'm like, uh, like sometimes like I just, just like, just need silence to just think, you know, like it actually to the point where like, I've literally just put my hands over my ears before, like when I'm just thinking about play, because like someone's talking, I just can't think. So just Are you allowed to wear headphones when you play Fab? No, no, no. 
No. Nah, because you could have like... Oh, uh, uh, yeah, of course. I could have Matt Folks in my ear going, <laughs> kill him, fucking Timmy. Go for it. Just motivational the judges, loop. Yeah, the like judges. By Matt Folks. The judges are like, We're, uh, we think he was cheating. We, we think he was getting outside assistance. And let's just put on his ear. And it's like, let's go, team. It's <laughs> <laughs> on a loop. <laughs> Any last thoughts, tall Timmy? Well, I think it's going to be a cracking weekend. Oh, I can't wait. I think we're going to be forcing fire like you. Oh, believe. Like absolute demons. <laughs> yeah. Not. I don't even. I don't even know what the other heroes are called. <laughs> Buys. I think. <laughs> yeah. Matt, do you have a other than yourself? Who do you see top eighting? Um, I think there's like a pretty clear first pick. Uh, at least for me, like I think Michael Hamilton is. He's on a, many people's list. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's on a tear. I think I think like I he's, mean, he hasn't missed an event yet, like top eighting it, has he? Yeah, he's my he's my pick for the best player in the world. Mm. Um, and like that's because I have like a lot of like pretty close exposure to how good he is at the game. Yeah, like uh, there's a little story from before the like the team uh, the team calling uh, the team blitz calling. Yes. Um, so my teammate uh, my teammate Alex was he, he was he was assigned to Oldham. He really didn't want to play Oldham, and uh, we were like. Bro, you don't have to play Oldham. But he was like, oh, no, I'm going to play Oldham. It's the best deck. I, I don't want to let the team down. And kind of just forced himself to play Fatigue Oldham, which was miserable for him. But he plays... Um, I got I got Michael Hamilton because I played with him a lot before. I was like, oh, any chance you could play some Oldham Mirrors with my uh, teammate? He's like, oh, yeah, sure. Hops in. And he's like, oh, just so you know, I uh, Michael's like, oh, I haven't really played this matchup very much. Um, uh, and then, like, obviously, because Michael's one of the best players in the world, and especially when it comes to Oldham you know, would be most anyone's pick for probably the best Oldham in the world. He just absolutely destroys my teammate. Um, then in like a course of five minutes goes, oh, cool, I think I understand everything involved in the matchup. You just got to sledge every turn, play the D-reacts to just farm as much as you can, Earth react when you can and uh, track your opponents and your own pulse. And that's pretty much everything you need to know. I was like, cool, cool, I think I understand it. And, I, and, and I'm just like, wow, that was really quite something. And then, and then <laughs> so my teammate- He just broke it then and there, yeah? And then my, well, he just, he just appropriately summed up in, in one game in a couple of minutes, Exactly everything you need to know about the Olden Mirror in Blitz. The old and, and it's different now because like it, it's a these are more aggressive Olden decks. They're not just D reacts. But like my teammate gets smashed right, and he's just dev- he's crushed. He's crushed. He's like I just got <laughs> just got smashed. He said he barely even knew the match. He just destroyed me. And I'm like, what you need to understand about Michael, right? When he says he doesn't know the matchup, he probably means he's the best Olden player in the world. You know, <laughs> it's like he couldn't be more specifically wrong. <laughs> like he couldn't have been more like inaccurately humble in this situation. You know, but like I have a lot of exposure to Michael. Yeah, but to his level, he he probably is thinking I haven't spent enough time doing this. Oh, there's still but, a lot to learn. But, yeah, but it's more than most people have spent doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like I I really rate Michael, and uh, I have. I think everyone does. I think is is yeah. He's a, I think he's appropriately. It's rated. not going to be a surprise if Michael Hamilton's in the top eight, you'd be yeah. like, yeah, of course he is. Like, it won't be a surprise. What I'm hoping for is some surprises. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah, I hope. Especially uh, adding the Blitz thing is a ho- it's a dark horse thing. I right? love Blitz. Yeah. I no, have, but it, I'm a but big Blitz fan. But that would bring fan. different players in. You yeah, know? yeah, I think yeah. so. I think it can. So. It has I, I would love to see, I'm a big Blitz fan. Honestly, honestly, I saw so many people complaining about Blitz at Worlds. They're like, ah, it's, it's not a competitive format. It's going to ruin the tournament. Like, just shut up, bro. Play some Blitz. It's fun. You know, <laughs> just get slamming. Get slamming. Like, Nick Butcher loves Blitz, yeah. and I'm backing him for top eight. Oh, Australia's best player. He's on another level. Mm. And he's coming off confidence. I think that's something yeah, Nick... New like, Australian like he national went into champion. Australian nationals number one. Yep. I think he was the top seed in CC yep. and got shafted in ta- TOA draft. Like, 
the people near him basically cut him off. Yeah. Wh- whatever could happen in that where you just yeah. end up with a non yeah, I mean, starter it's deck. It's draft. Sometimes you have a bad deck. Yeah, and he bubbled at 10th. But he was like undefeated in CC. Remember that was like eight rounds of CC or seven or He's whatever. He's playing Oldham, was he? Uh, at that... S- no, it was not the, back then. It was the Viscerai. Uh, no, no, it was might the, have been on Oldham. Hayden won it on Viscerai. It was like the, yes, the yeah, Briar yeah, format. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to remember what he, what Butcher was on. Probably Oldham, yeah. Okay. Um, either way, his confidence took a big hit. Yeah. Because he, he was definitely on track to win. It's the draft that he couldn't get. And then, yeah. And he won the last one. Yeah, because he, he sort he's of- coming fa- up, He's our Aussie champion now. Yeah, he was like, because he, he had, a, I think he had some like like decent result at PT1. I think he fell just short of yeah. the top eight, right? He was like a top 16 or top 32 yeah. at and, and, PT1. You know, his team all are national Yeah, champion. and it's, they're all banging. Yeah, I mean, that was the most ridiculous thing, right? Just like- Three out of three. Yeah, Tarek, um, Tarek, Martin- Nick just all winning their nationals. I think just they crazy. have a fourth member now. Don't they have yeah. Isaac. Isaac, Isaac. Yeah, Isaac. Yeah. and he, he won the PTI this weekend. It was uh, it was crazy actually. Yeah. It was a Canadian takeover. But like they they again Nick. I've but he's on board with it. He loves blitz. Who Nick, Nick. Butcher? Oh okay, I like it too. I like it's it. It's still a format to break. Like if yeah. you're a competitive player, a different, a little puzzle. Yes. And, and, people and, like, it, and it is a it is a simpler puzzle. I said it, I no said give us twenty games of blitz, <laughs> just because like you need more yeah, you need right. more rounds of blitz because yes, the games yes. are quick and also there is a bit more variance. So like twenty rounds of blitz You'll worlds, I'd be in, yeah, I'd be yeah, yeah. I'd be in, you know. Dude, the team calling was the best event ever. It was so fun because the variance is reduced because you're in a yeah. team. It's so good. So many fun My stories team from was, Team Blitz. Um, Dash Dory and Oldham. Uh, sorry, Dash Dory and Reiner, and we came. What we come sixteenth? I think we came. Nice, nice. Uh, I have a classic story from from uh, our team calling. We sit down, right, and uh, the the people are speaking German um, across from us, and uh, the guy in the middle like says a sentence that sounds ends in something that sounds like "chain free win," and we're like, we turn to our teammate who's Austrian, our third teammate, and he goes, "Did he just say that Big chains are free win?" Um, and he goes, "Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what he said." Yeah, and we're like. <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant, and then obviously loses. You know, it's just like it's stuff like that. It happened twice to me because it was um, prism. Into, I was Dory in the middle. Yep. My first two matches were prisms, and they were like, "Oh, and it's one free. of them said sorry." <laughs> just demolished. I them. had that happen earlier today in testing. Like yeah. I was playing Icelander into Oldham, and uh, my housemate goes, "Oh, how's someone's like, oh, how are those games going?" And then someone watching goes, "Oh, Matt's getting absolutely smashed." And then someone's like, oh, how did those games finish up? And I go, oh, I toured. Yep. <laughs> I, am. Yeah. I, I, I was down like 30 life. I was like, oh, yeah, it's just before easy to Just before Prism LL, that was my, my claim to fame. Was not, the Pro Tour event is, is, is nothing compared to the amount of Prisms I sit in front of at ProQuest and smash them. Yep. Because they think it's a free win, but then they misplay once. And my Dawnblade gets big. And then it's like, oh, you know those numbers you thought you had a handle yeah, on? My Dawnblade's a seven, buddy. <laughs> like, what are you going to do now? Yeah, four's a hell of a little more like, than three. You know three. how your Herald is seven? My weapon is seven. I can swing it twice. Eesh. And I don't run out of them. <laughs> yeah. Very, um, there's no zero, zero chance matchups. People yeah, I agree. I, um, and if you're good at your deck, you, you have a chance. I think that, I think that was one. What's that? I think like, so I, I, uh, I won in ProQuest season one. I won, uh, I went to, I found the smallest ProQuest in the UK. Smart. Like everyone, like there was a ProQuest in sort of the middle of the country. And then there was another one about an hour away that basically yeah, everyone that wanted to do a double sort of hit those two. Mm. I drove like two, uh, two and a half hours to the first one. And then instead of going like the hour to the next one, I drove another four hours in the wrong direction all the way now, six hours from my house to the, <laughs> to the easternmost point in the country. Yep. I don't know how they got us a ProQuest. Lovely store it was at, but like they didn't have a big community there, right? But like 
it was literally the most eastern place. I assume the, the LSS guys were just like dropping pins on a map and they were like, ah, oh, there's a store over there. We need one in the east. Um, and it was, it was 13 players. And in the, I'm 3-0. And in the last round of the four rounds of Swiss before cut to top four, I, I played an old and I'm like, I'll concede. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah, I'll see you, uh, see you in the top four, buddy. Good luck. And uh, <laughs> so I'm playing Prism. And uh, in the top four, I play Prism. And I win with like 38 life. And then in the final, uh, sorry, uh, against Oldham, against Oldham, I play Prism against Oldham, yeah. win with 38 life. And then in the, in the, fi- in the finals, again, I play against Oldham. And I won with like 32 life. Yeah, so, that same so, guy that, yeah. yeah. Well, no, I, no, no, I beat no, him or, in the top four and, the, and then a different guy in the final. Okay. And it's like those matchups. Or a Prism into Oldham it did not feel like And they didn't have, they were, they were like no go again Oldhams, you know, like yeah. no tech, you just. But that's what I was going to say. I do believe if you built an Oldham deck to beat Prism. You could find, you, you could, could find, find wins. Yeah, but you then you may not be beating everything you're yeah. supposed to beat. Yeah. yeah. No, the, but what I mean by zero is th- there's some very hard, listen, Oldham into Dory. Dory feels like it can't win. I have one, but I get very lucky, and they brick is how I. Win. And you've got to find your your angle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is hopefully Phil might have found. I don't think there's any anymore. There's no like zero percenters anymore. No. Certainly not. Which is that's when a healthy meta feels because yeah. you could bring Ryan out of worlds and you shouldn't x uh, like zero x. You know what I mean? Like you could. You could. Someone has to. Yeah, but you sit in front not of me, an baby. as Rhino. No, no, what, not bringing Rhino or not? Oh, no, no. They are the cash rounds. Okay, they're not okay. Whoever's going to get in the top eight, so be it. Those five rounds of blitz to me rounds, are yeah. the cash rounds. Oh, so nice. that's the, they're the rounds that the Timmy could possibly sneak I, into I top wanna, 64 so, and cash. So I've given him one of the 6.9 year Rudy dice. Huge. To roll his scabbies with. <laughs> oh, no. I barely roll them. Though. I want to hear you yell scabbies. I want to hear it. I, I, ro- I, I only roll scabbies. Like, in five rounds, I'll probably roll it twice. Okay, okay. I, I beat him in a skirmish where he was clearly going to win, and he rolled a one. Oh, no. And I just won. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I'm so greedy. I don't get tilted, but I I'm greedy, Timmy. Okay, so I have to play a Rhino because he was deck. already winning. Yeah, so I've got no like, RNG why roll in this you Rhino. Win. Deck. Okay, okay. If I get tempted with RNG, I'm doing it every day of the week. You gotta and, have fun, right? And then when I miss, oh, it crushes. Me. That's your that's your that's your weakness. It crushes my me. my my tilt weakness, and I definitely because like I definitely have them is draws. Yeah. Honestly, I got a draw the other day. I, I, I honestly, I probably was a bit less than the most polite. No, like I wasn't terrible, right? I didn't go off, but like, I was just. I, I probably was less than like the, yeah. the, the most gracious I could be. I was like, I was because I, I don't know draws in this game. That's my weakness, right? That's the one thing. You gave that, like, the two fingers. Nah, nah, nah. It was nothing. It's nothing like that, you know. <laughs> Look, is there is there? A, I just some- you know when I, I'm a strong believer that when you, when you win or lose, you just shake your opponent's hand, uh, say good game, and 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 you know. Move on from the I game. I definitely don't take it away from them yet. Yeah, I mean, no, no one was taking anything away from either each other in this game. We just, you know, I just felt like I, you know, the quote unquote, been injustice, and because like I was going to probably win the game, and and I, you know, but whatever. There was my, you know, it's a draw. That's how the game ended. Can I accept it and move on? I, I have this theory where sometimes this stuff needs so like take backs and shit. Yep. I have a theory that if you just have that conversation immediately while you're presenting decks, you go, listen, no take backs. Like, don't ask me if I miss a tunic, I, I miss, you know what I mean? Like, especially with friends, I find is the issue because there's like social pressure. You sit in yeah. front of, and I feel like draws are the same. If you sit in front of an oldham, there's some logic, I think, with high stakes. You go, look, I'm going to play fast. I don't want to have a draw, yeah. which I'm sure you don't either, but I'm telling you now, I'm going to call the judge immediately round one if I think you're tanking too. Like, because yeah. I think it's set, you're putting pressure on fairly 
rather you know what I mean? Like yeah. does it feel shitty to call a judge 20, 30 minutes in? Cause you don't like it's pressure. But I feel like if you if you warn someone, like if someone if I was on Oldham and someone sat down and went, Look, if you play so I'm calling the judge, I do not want to draw. Yep. I would play quicker. I'd be like, yep. you know what? Like we both just agreed to play quick before there's anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, I mean and, and like I said, the draw thing was it's mostly like I it's like one of those ones where like I felt frustrated, but like if I just you could if I'd been actively faster, we would have got the game done, and I, it would have been fine. You know, yeah. like I needed to be quicker and more fluid and, and more practice with my with my game actions. You know, and that's like ultimately, like what you just need to take away from basically every game you ever play is that there was things you could have done better, win or lose. You could yes. always have played cleaner, played quicker, played. You know, you could have considered more things that you didn't actually think about, and there was like even if it wouldn't have changed how you played, there was more information you could have like yes. thought about in your decisions that would have made you made higher you know even if you wouldn't have changed the decisions you made you made all the perfect plays there was ways you could have thought better you know sure so like more efficiency yeah as well well i've got one last final word oh. one more mrs folks i'm taking care of your son <laughs> big oh. shout out she's <laughs> don't worry she's a big fan of yours yeah too, yeah uh, yeah thank you very much mrs folks g'day from the tall timmy i'll be looking after matthew here in san jose don't you worry he's in good hands don't you worry all right thank you very much for having me on guys an absolute pleasure yeah, it's been awesome. Good luck. I hope we're on the same draft table. We'll have a lot of fun. I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. See you in the next one. Woo!